You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, let's talk about uh, video games. Well, we've got uh, quite a panel today. Uh, the most we've ever had on this podcast, and uh, that may prove to be a detriment. Maybe the first, last time we do this many people on the podcast. Oh so it depends on how the next 90 minutes goes. <laughs> Joining us once again on the mic is uh, Mark Zamora, special guest. How are you, Mark? Hey, hey, I'm doing pretty good. We've also got Paul Klein joining us once again. When, when's the last time you were on, Paul? I believe it was the RPG episode. That's man. what it was. It was RPGs, yeah, a few months yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, joining us, as always, is Joe Cucinati. Hello, Joe. Hey. And Jay Gunn rounding out the cadre. Hello, Jay. Hello, hello. All right. Happy birthday, Jay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank I didn't you. even realize oh, happy it. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah he, he was playing that close to the vest. A lot of people like to uh, puff their chest when it's their birthday, but not Jay. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to, and, and uh, I don't know, something like within the last, I don't know, five years or so, it just kind of was like, eh, it's another day. <laughs> yes. I'll take off work for it. I'll play video games all day for it. Nice. But, and uh, is that, in fact, what happened today? That is, in fact, what happened. Nice. Yes. Well, then, you are the perfect person to kick off this segment, which is, what games are you playing, Jay? Well, uh, I was playing a little bit of uh, Sleeping Dogs. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I was playing a little bit of that and uh, playing some more Horizon. Just kind of plugging away at that one. Because that's that one, I know you, you said you were going to, at some point, get started on it. Mm-hmm. But it is it's definitely a long game because it's one of those open world RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those ones that I play. I don't know. I'll play it for a few hours uh, about every week and then I'll put it down and come back to it another mm-hmm. week later, play it for a few more hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice. It's not quite as nice as the, uh, the dragon quest uh, 11 that Joe's been doing where it has mm-hmm. the recap of everything that just happened. But I, I think it's been okay because I, I don't put it away for too long, so I don't completely forget about what's going on with it. Man, um, if I had, don't, don't let sleeping dogs lie, no. I do not <laughs> let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> jokes just write themselves. Yes, man. If I go like, more than a week without playing a game, uh, my muscle memory like I will completely forget, and they'll be oh, like my a muscle five memory gets shot to hell. Yeah, <laughs> to ten sure. minutes uh, sure. training period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely gets shot to hell. I, I, I'm constantly every time I every time I play it again because the control scheme on it is so different from most other games. Mm. So I'm I'm constantly having to go. Okay, was it the trigger or the the shoulder? No, it was this other shoulder. Okay, this <laughs> one. <laughs> too many buttons nowadays. Yes, yes. Mark, what game are you playing that uh, has too many buttons? Um, well, I'm still kind of playing a little bit of Monster Hunter here and there, probably mm-hmm. about Excellent. 250 hours in, checking in with my, uh, Just a little bit, yeah. my, what is it called? My addiction therapist. No, um, <laughs> and, uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Game Builder Garage, which oh, has been a lot, oh, a little yeah. fun. I, I knew that would be like right up your alley when I heard about that being announced. I was like, yep, that's, that's got Mark written all over it. Oh yeah. But in game been design. really fun and it, I love the classes. They're really cool, but I love what just people have been making. Like somebody made an F zero and somebody made, um, somebody nice. made a Kirby game. So it's just been fun to kind of play around with what other people have been making. So it's, it's a little too handholdy. I've heard, uh, I've read mm. a couple of reviews. I bought it as well and I haven't tried it yet, but I heard like, it's a little too handholdy. Like when you're ready to kind of just branch off on your own, they still don't let you like, you're kind of still stuck. Like, doing things at their pace for a little bit longer mm-hmm. after that they kind of they, did that with the first um uh, mario maker too 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's really yeah, similar to Mario Maker, and I, I, I think it it kind of forces you to walk through the whole entire first tutorial before they say, okay, you're, you're free to go on your own. And I would say that the quote unquote classes are definitely geared more towards like an eight or 10 year old. Like mm -hmm. they use really easy language and they try to make it really easy to understand. And so if you have an eight or 10 year old, who's really interested in getting into game design and programming logic specifically, it's perfect for them. But yeah, as an adult, I'm like, okay 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 and, and it, it kind of does that thing where it repeats the same thing five times like oh yeah you have the attention span i would appreciate yeah. that so yeah. <laughs> yeah i need that too repetition is good for me uh -huh. yeah but it does yeah. do it in a smart way for example where it teaches you because you know you play around with these blocks of code and it says here's a block of code and this is what it does so we need to do this so use this block of code and then later on in later lessons it says so we need to do this go ahead and do it and it's like oh what block of code do i need oh yeah it's this one so nice Nice. That's cool. been, yeah. It's really structured really well. So nice. cool. cool. All right, Paul, moving on to you. What games you've been playing? Nice. Cool. Well, I, I don't know if y'all remember last time I was saying I was playing Hollow Knight and I finally beat Hollow Knight. Yes. So, <laughs> Once yeah. Later. Yeah, I know. That final boss is hard. But yeah. So I finally beat Hollow Knight, just kind of waiting for Silk Song to come out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, who knows when that's going to be? We've been waiting on that for a really long time, but I can't wait because I'm just kind of in love with that style in that universe. So I just like can't wait to have a whole other game to just pour hours and hours of exploration into. Um, and I've also been occasionally, not too much, it's, it's only really fun when you play it with friends. Uh, so I've been playing it a few times with a group of friends of mine, a game called Deep Rock Galactic which Ooh, is i've heard that's great yeah it's really fun when you play with a group of friends because mm -hmm. um you're basically these uh space dwarves and there's different <laughs> classes that you can play and you the premise of it is you're uh you work for this mining company that sends you to different planets and you have to mine materials uh and the mechanics in it are really fun and it's a lot of uh platforming and just learning how to work together to get around and mine materials and complete objectives. And every few minutes or so, uh, just swarms of aliens come and try yeah. to kill you. So, and it's not, it's not, you know, it's not a horror game or anything like that. It's just fun. I mean, aliens come and try to kill you. The art style's fun. The, the dwarves have funny voice lines. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty clear that the company does not care about you or your well-being. <laughs> so, so, you know, when you complete a mission, they'll just be like, all right, we've dropped a pod to come get y'all out. But if you're not there on time... <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, that, so that's a really fun game that I've been playing occasionally. It's a really fun co-op hmm. game to play with friends um, and then just waiting for Silk Song to come out. So Nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. A lot of diversity in the games that we're playing today. Yeah. Joe, uh, have you moved on to another RPG? I saw you finally uh, finally beat Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> just look at him all <laughs> nonchalant. You were so proud. You were texting. It's all over Bro, Facebook. Like. I said, Paul, I sent them like a series of photos after I was done playing this game. <laughs> You're so excited. So, so I don't know if you know the story. I don't know if I was talking about it when you were on, but like I was going through, I'm doing my Final Fantasy marathon and I finally finished five and I was like, okay, I need to take a break from yeah. Final Fantasy games. <laughs> I'm just going to like kind of, you know, kick back, do some, just some quick games on the backlog. So I took care of a couple of Zelda games that I had for the 3DS. Nice. Uh, which we'll talk about later. Yes, we will. And then I was like, you know what? Before I get started on Final Fantasy, let me play this Dragon Quest Eleven game and just clear it out. Yeah, 113 hours later, 
So going into it as just something you're going to kill time with and like, you know, I'm just going to finish this really quickly was the wrong mindset. (laughs) It's a small distraction, really. The thing was like there was a there was a while where I was starting to resent this game because it was just taking so long to finish (laughs) that I wasn't letting myself enjoy it. I wasn't giving myself into it so I could just experience the game. Eventually, I started like my daughter would watch me play it and kind of get into the story. I'd even be sitting on the couch talking to my wife about it. And like it kind of became like story hour where Mm. they're finding out more about these characters. My daughter would start like posing like she's fighting the bad guys while (laughs) the characters are fighting. It was great. She's like, I'm going to be a character, too, named Shayla. And I've got wind powers. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. (laughs) That's awesome. So that's fun. This game was amazing. It was amazing. It's powerful. It's emotional. It's cathartic. Like it's got so many things going for it. It's like Final Fantasy meets Kingdom Hearts meets Chrono Trigger. Like there's nice. so many of those elements. Wow. And uh, like the game ends and you're given this ending and then like you save and then there's this whole like there's another like 50 hour post game yep. that you can play if you want. And they even say they're like, if you want the true ending go ahead and keep uh, playing but you've beaten the game wow. but you could go ahead and keep going with this so i don't want to ruin anything because if you haven't played this game you should but i will say that like there is some like i said chrono trigger there's some time travel elements involved there's some horrible things that happen to your party in the main storyline mm. and there are things that you could do in the post game that correct those and also like help you face the actual evil that you should have been facing the entire oh. time and it's yourself like, it's it's so good <laughs> maybe joel Ooh. maybe uh but yeah so i finished that finally and sent everyone photos of it i was like so proud of myself <laughs> and then uh immediately harper my daughter and i uh started playing dc superhero girls there you Power. go <laughs> very nice i've been sitting in your backlog <laughs> speaking of backlog listen to the last week's episode uh, where we talked about backlog games and uh, joe yeah i know you you had that still in the cellophane until recently well, it was still in the selfie. I just bought it like a couple weeks ago. Right. The whole thing about that game was like, I'm 43 years old, <laughs> a, a dude, and I'm going in the store, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like DC Superhero Girls Team Power, please. Not, not creepy at all. <laughs> Perfectly legit. I had to take to Facebook for like suggestions on how can I do this. I'm surprised. Looking creepy. Surprised you didn't like drag Harper game. in there and be I like, oh, I'm buying it for yeah, my daughter. Users are props, Joe. With you. That was a hundred percent of the suggestions. <laughs> Bring your daughter with yeah. you. No one will ever suspect. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So we've started playing that. It's it's fun. It's not it's not as deep or as you know. Yeah, you need uh, a palate cleanser, cool. right? After a yeah. two hundred hour JRPG. It's like a Lego game or something. You know? yeah. It's Absolutely. not super deep, but it is extremely fun. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, and to that end, uh, my palate cleanser uh, was uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two. We finally, man, I've been holding nice. off. What what happened? By the way, to Super Mario Galaxy 2, there was all those rumors that uh, oh they'll the release it as DLC as part of the uh, 3D All Stars uh, package. Yeah, with the All Stars. Well, after March 31st, when they stop selling it, you'll be able to get it as DLC, or maybe you can even buy it as a standalone app on uh, you know Nintendo yeah. Switch uh, store. Uh, and here we are, near the end of June, and uh, still no sign of Super Mario. So I got tired of waiting. I'm like, fuck it. So I uh, pulled, pulled out my old Wii oh. version of it. Oh, oh fuck it. That. Yes, fuck it. <laughs> pulled out my, my old uh, yeah, Wii yeah. version of Super Mario Galaxy 2 because uh, we got tired of waiting around. So Jen and I are, are into playing that. Go ahead, Jay. 
Nice. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's messed up because the yes. it's largely considered by fans. Like, fans love Galaxy, but they always go, mm -hmm. Galaxy 2 is the better version. Yeah, they improved upon the original, of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, a shame, too, because I really got used to the uh, the high-definition graphics and, man, the Wii. Uh, <laughs> you guys sit real, real far away from your TV when you're playing Wii in the year 2021. Uh, but something you can sit close to your TV, too, uh, and I suggest, especially if you've got a nice 4K monitor, is that uh, Little Nightmares 2 that uh, I think came out in February. Oh, I was going to ask about to that. To the original Little Nightmares. Yep, finally finished it, finally wrapped nice. it up. Um, nice. Not, Very cool. Not better than the first one, but only because uh, it's got a really kind of a kind of a downer ending it's the empire strikes back of uh, little nightmares um which not to say that i was playing it for the ending you're playing it for the for the journey right the atmosphere so creepy mm -hmm. the, the 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 grotesque uh character designs and there's a lot of that stuff in this yeah. um so from an art direction standpoint looks fantastic but uh, does it look better than the first one it I absolutely mean, the first one does. looks good but okay yeah yeah absolutely does uh, unfortunately it plays about the same and that was my only complaint about that first one it was a little clunky uh controls yeah. not quite as tight the depth perception uh not quite um where it should be it's really easy to jump into a hole when you think you're jumping uh straight across uh and the second Crash one kind of bandicoot approach yes absolutely <laughs> um and yeah and the sequel suffers from that as well but uh still still worth a play it's kind of a cheaper game i think right 30 40 bucks uh so cool. i can recommend little nightmares too <laughs> are you scoffing at me calling that a cheap game yes. well nowadays when it was standard price is 60 bucks and some of these games you know are paying true. 70 80 yeah. upon Dude, release, I'll be, right i'll be paying that oh. tomorrow for mario golf what yeah my, my oh, car got tomorrow. hit today for it how much is mario golf 60 bucks. 60 bucks. <laughs> really? Oh, For a yep. Mario? All right. Is it a Nintendo game? Is it Mario? Yeah, listen, listen, Joel. It's kind of like the Lego thing. Like, mm -hmm. you could buy a Lego set for, like, 20 bucks, but if they slap a Disney or Star oh, yeah. Wars logo on it, mm -hmm. that, that inflates it by about another $30. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, actually, yeah, my uh, wife and I, we started doing the, uh, we have a Stranger Things Lego set that we started putting together uh, over the oh, weekend. Nice. My first time doing a Lego set like that. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's amazing. All right, but we're not here to talk about Legos. Oh, no. This is our video game podcast. That's right. It's the 16-Bit Gladiators uh, right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. If I didn't announce the name of the show earlier, I'm doing so now. You can find out all about it on our website. <laughs> it's my someone's listening going, what? It's the what? That's not what I wanted to listen to. <laughs> you know what podcast it is. 20 minutes into this podcast. We're <laughs> right there in the title. Video games. And he was like, when are they going to talk about <laughs> basketball? I love the NBA playoff. <laughs> well, coming up soon on 16-Bit Gladiators, we will have a sports-themed episode, sports video game-themed episode. Uh, but it is not this day. Mario Golf. <laughs> yeah, Mario Golf may get a mention. I guess technically a sports game. Uh, but it's, it's technically it technically it is. Yeah, it's it's more akin to mini golf though. Any game where you can like hit your ball and then run after it and hit again. Like this isn't uh, this isn't Tiger Woods Simulator. Are you saying mini golf is not a sport, Joel? What about polo? <laughs> hey, listen Does to call it Mario Polo. Mario Polo. Mario Polo. 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 I, look to, um, I look forward to missing that episode in terms of guest starring because <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. not a sports person and I'm not a sports gamer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're not talking sports on this episode, no. Uh, we are devoting this to the one of the greatest franchises, if not uh, in video game history. Um, uh, the greatest. There you go. Jay's calling it right now. Uh, spawning yes. dozens of games uh, and a franchise that just won't quit. 
That's right. We knew we had to uh, devote an entire episode to the Legend of Zelda franchise. And this is good timing because we got a little bit of Zelda news. We had uh, E3 a couple of weeks ago where they uh, showed a new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 coming sometime in 2022, maybe? Question mark? Mm -hmm. Um, And also uh, we've got uh, Skyward Sword HD remake coming out in... uh, Couple in of weeks, months? which I man, yeah. I, I told you I wasn't going. No, couple next of weeks. Month, actually, yeah. July sixteenth. Yeah, that's right. That's next month. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap! Okay. I only know oh, that because yeah. I just pre-ordered it today. Uh, after all of my my gnashing of teeth and saying I'm not going to buy this game, I'm going to play it. Uh, <laughs> and you are. All GameStop had to do was say, "Oh, what about if it's ten dollars cheaper?" And I was like, you, "Boom! Here's you take." Will be like, but Joel, what about this <laughs> lenticular poster that comes? Shut with up me? and take my money. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am disappointed they didn't do. Of course, it probably would have sold out in fucking nanoseconds. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised they didn't do like they did with uh, Twilight Princess, where they included the little amiibo in a package mm-hmm. with the game. Oh well, no, not when you can sell it separately, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I well, think yeah. that Zelda one uh, like sold out within minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. I am looking they forward. Not have stocked the uh, the Zelda Game and Watch that they announced too. Um, <gasps> oh no, that already sold out too. A little bit. Well, uh, at a few places, I was able to still get one. You got one? But, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. When's it shipping? Oh, that's, dude, a, that's like November, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I just can't that's see myself. I, uh, I said the same thing about Mario, though. Can't see myself playing that on such, especially oh, something man. like I a... play the Mario one all the time. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, well, because I, I do. I know the trick. I talked about this on the podcast a million times. I know the trick to get firepower when you're small. Oh, yeah. And whenever I mention it to people, they're like, "Can you do it?" Oh man, I wish I could see you do that. <laughs> well, having this thing, I'm like, "Well, by the way, <laughs> let me uh, let me show you." So yeah, like I, I play that thing constantly. Excuse me while I whip this, whip out. this out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Jen and I were talking earlier specifically about uh, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, which we'll go into great detail later. Uh, because that was her first Zelda game, uh, which she played, you know, the remastered version on the 3DS. And uh, to this day, that's still her favorite. I know it's a lot of people's favorite, but um, for that, she was saying, you know, it's just such a personal experience, just you and this little screen just inches away from each other. And uh, what better way to get sucked into the land of Hyrule uh, than with a a portable like that. But uh, yes, we'll be talking about that and all of the other mainline uh, Zelda games on this year episode. All right, well, I have the Wikipedia page pulled up where they've got the list of all the games. And much as we did with the Super Mario uh, episode, listen to our Super Mario Brothers episode where we talked about all those games, I think we just start at the beginning and uh, go all the way down. If anybody has anything to say. Well, that's that's an interesting thing to say, Joel, because Uh-oh. the first game oh. isn't necessarily the beginning. <laughs> right, well, not, right. not chronologically. Are we going chronological <laughs> or release order? Yes. We should probably go release order. Really, I think so, too, because we're going to get in a, a, a tangled web that uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know that there's a correct answers to, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. There is well, an official. With, with Breath of the Wild 2, now it's turned into oh, a circle. Yeah. Look, yep. there you go. Mark has his... Got, uh, mine in, got mine in the other room. That's right. We got the timeline here just in case Hyrule historian <laughs> well, there you go we're gonna be leading it's on like you the guys beginning of the best sci-fi movie ever where we get like sucked into the world of Hyrule and you guys have the books <laughs> oh yeah it's like Dungeons and Dragons the old cartoon <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say oh, yeah, yes. can you roll for initiative please <laughs> <laughs> I get a, uh, a modifier on that <laughs> so uh... well, well then let's talk about it then uh, where does the original and I mean the 1986 the legend of Zelda fall in the uh, in the the storied Hyrule timeline, it falls right before the second the Zelda two. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> which falls somewhere around you know because with Breath of the Wild, mm. they said you know ten thousand years earlier was when the calamity happened That's right. originally. 
so the adventures of link takes place assumedly in that that's the calamity that happened uh-huh. 10,000 years before breath of the wild so basically the first zelda and the second zelda are almost at the end of the timeline where breath of the wild is the end of the timeline mark uh-huh. is consulting the sacred texts is he correct no I can confirm that he is correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And just to be specific, so there's one main timeline, but then it branches off into three where the hero is defeated, uh, the hero is triumphant, and the sacred realms remain protected, and Ganondorf or Ganondorf is sealed. So the first Zelda takes place if Link, their original, died at some point and failed his mission. So this is like the darkest timeline, basically. Yes. Uh Yeah. Yeah. The downfall timeline is how they call it. I like how they've done that, too. Uh, that's the timeline we're living in, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is also the darkest time. <laughs> but I like that how they've done that because it's allowed them to kind of rewrite history every time they want to come out with a new game. Be curious yep. to see where uh, Breath of the Wild 2 kind of falls in and, and screws everything up. Although, uh, you know, evidence to lead that uh, maybe we're, we're playing in multiple timelines. I guess we'll find mm-hmm. out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as 1986 and The Legend of Zelda, man, have we all played that original Zelda? Getting his head oh, no. I think Paul no. is the only one. Eh, understandable. Like you, I don't believe you were born when it came out. <laughs> I believe it. Yes, that predates but they released me. it on the Game Boy Advance. I could have played it later. That's true. Uh, and I was, I've actually been looking into that recently because there are a lot of like handheld games that were released. That you know, I remember. I remember telling y'all that you know my subset of games when I was a kid was you know uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons mm-hmm. and also the Minish Cap on handheld devices but all of those games got ported to handheld consoles and they were just something that i never experienced so um looking forward to at some point does he need to i would ask the rest of the panel i think it would be it would be cool for him to play yeah it's it's a good experience for sure where it comes from it's amazing so like i sent you guys links uh, oh, wow. Links no to intended. the future. <laughs> I, I, I sent like links out to um, a couple of advertisements that came out like around the time that the Nintendo and Zelda were released. And one of them I get like, it's just kind of cheesy. It's this kid like, hey, man, have you seen the latest Nintendo newsletter? Like, the guy hasn't even looked at it yet. And he's already going, whoa, look at those graphics. Can't um, wait to get my hands uh, on that. By the way, oh when was the last time, seriously, you honestly said to your friend, look at those graphics? Oh, my gosh. Um, 1989. Honestly, 19, yeah, I was going to say it. It must have been 80s. when the first Gears of War came out and right. me and my mm. best friend when I was a kid were looking through a uh, like a window at a store and just they were running some gameplay footage and we're like it's so real look at it <laughs> <laughs> this is probably like 20 years ago so. it's awesome <laughs> so they're like look at these graphics and then there's like somebody rapping like the kids are rapping over the gameplay footage or whatever mm-hmm. and the thing is like that's a horrible commercial yes and, and if you I mean Joel if you want to put the audio to these up like later in post like that's cool if not, no worries. Well, let's, people can find these things. But go ahead. I, I, I tell you, well, I've, I've got it pulled up here. So if you want to throw to it, uh, I'll share my yeah. screen and we can all kind of watch right. it together. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and see that that one with the the kids first. All right. all right, here we go. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics! I'd like to get my hands on that game. <laughs> you mean you haven't played it yet? Oh we can play God. it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Oh, no. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty <laughs> bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's levers too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. 
Yeah, a freaking Zelda. 
dude yeah dude with a sword out in the woods fighting monsters that's, that's true that would have been better than some avant-garde uh piece of art and uh, pea hats is that what they're called <laughs> i never yep. i never knew that <laughs> yep that's what i didn't know called. that either wow uh yeah but despite that uh legend of zelda uh was a hit and is it a classic prevailed. today one of the first games if not the first game that had a battery in it right where you could actually save your game mm-hmm. which yep. is uh inconceivable nowadays to think of a zelda game that or, or any video game that you could not save your progress in and, and i'll tell i don't know if you guys got it as a kid like i i still remember the birthday I was still I was living in my house in Rochester, New York. My mm. mother got it for me. I opened up that wrapping paper and I saw that golden cartridge. Yeah. And it was like, like there was just something about the presentation of this thing. It was a like mm. gold cart, like Charlie and, you, and the like, Chocolate Factory. In for, yeah, exactly. The golden ticket. You were in for something really special, and yeah. and it was man. This game was like like you said. Like I I played other adventure games, but nothing quite like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it for Christmas that year, and and it was the same same kind of deal. Opening up and and seeing that gold cart, and at the time I had no idea. I hadn't I hadn't heard of it before. But when when I got that, I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And man, that's just it. Just sparked this this love that for this series that I've had since then. You yeah. know, I'd say the thing that blew my mind. No pun intended, but uh, using bombs. Like that first time mm-hmm. that you bomb a wall and there's like a little crack in the wall and, and and I saw somebody else do it and I didn't realize that was a thing. And then it opened up a door where a little thing was inside and you could get treasures and new weapons. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what? Like that, I was hooked from that point on. in the late game because uh, certain Zelda games, they trick you by oh, yeah. the early game. It's obvious the areas you have to bomb. And then in oh, the late yeah. game, you have to take your sword and like, clink it yep. against the wall <laughs> yep. so that you can like find that special spot which was always so satisfying to mm-hmm. find like that's the spot you tried to hide it from me which... <laughs> and i love i love that cool. they've carried that into uh, breath of the wild too even to this mm-hmm. that game they've nice. uh, you can still bomb yeah. walls i still get that dopamine hit every time i hear yes. this ding 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 oh yes. man well just yes. the sound design and the music overall you know we we have that first game to thank for for the original legend of zelda theme which has been carried in through all of them uh yeah the music game and we, we talked about this before these old NES games where we're limited on memory and your songs can't be very long so to have something that loops uh and doesn't get tired and, and you hear it through 90% of the game right mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and if that is not that theme song this game is 25% less of a success um yeah i i just can't uh, separate that theme from, from these series of games. Yeah, I absolutely. agree. A, a really cool feature of this game, which was kind of revolutionary at the time, was after you beat it, you could do it again with everything switched around. Yes. Uh, the which, quest. They, yeah. yeah, they ended up, they carried into several games after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they did it with every one of them, but several games after that, they had kind of the same feature where it was like yep. the second quest or the master quest. And, you know, they, it was just a little bit more challenging. And uh, I appreciate that. I think that, that, that says a lot in it. it. There's a lot of faith, I think, in your game that people are going to keep playing it. And I know at the time we didn't have as many options as we have now, but you know, still, like to to put as many hours. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about putting a lot of hours. You know, Mark putting 200 plus hours in a Monster Hunter. <laughs> I put 100 plus hours into uh, into Dragon Quest. But to put those hours into Zelda, you know, and it's not going to be dynamically visually different. But it's still so engaging. Like it's just kind yeah. of the challenge and the world. It was just really, uh, really satisfying to explore that world. Uh, yep. You know, setting fire to different trees and bushes, yeah. just hoping to see one of them uncover. Like, oh, there's a secret. Okay, cool. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you if you started a new game uh, and you put Zelda as the name of the game, it would start you automatically on the second quest. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that one. Had, had to, to Nintendo Power for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the subscription after all. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. that's a testament to the developers what you were talking about, Joe. Because in a time when like the game itself would have been impressive enough yeah. for them to add a whole extra part, where yeah. it's like the the replayability of it, they really wanted someone to get their money's worth for a cartridge. Yes. Um, yes. There's like games today that don't do that. Oh, you sure. know, they'll release a game before it's even ready, but yep. they were they were thinking ahead to like what happens when they beat it. How are they still gonna get fun out of yeah. this cartridge? I wonder yes. what percentage of players in 1986. Actually Actually made it all the way and saw that ending. I mean, I I did. Did interested. you? Know I did. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Um, I would be interested in seeing that though. Here's the fun thing about that too is that it it's kind of it laid the seeds. It planted the seeds for what we now know is like the randomizer runs mm-hmm. that we see. And like mm-hmm. speed gamers are playing the randomizer runs where it's the same game, but they have all the stuff is in different locations. And I was just watching one of them yesterday. It was a four person race. Uh, on a on a randomizer run and it's just so cool to see like each of these people playing the game and none of the items are in the same place like it's all about getting <laughs> these many items you know before the other person does it's more of a scavenger hunt than zelda That's but like awesome. the fact that like it was born from this from the second quest mm-hmm. and then like other people are like you know what would be fun is if we turn it into a hunt instead of just playing through the story we could use this as like a virtual easter egg hunt that's awesome yep. you yeah. know yeah. and and really building off of the theme that they've set in this game that like our protagonist we truly feel like we're him because he's kind of and i know they've right. made people have made jokes and memes about how link has no personality but it's like he doesn't need it and they've proven he hasn't needed it yep. in a lot of his games because yeah. the world that they've built around him is so rich you know even in the 8-bit era the world was so rich. There were so many different. That's just that's brilliance. <laughs> that's yep. that's nothing yeah. short of brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you can make yeah. that argument for a lot of characters too. I mean, like Master Chief has no personality. Mm-hmm. That's true. Know? Yeah. Um, Samus for many games was a silent protagonist. Yep. So it's yeah. like yeah. they they you just knew they were awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's yeah. kind of the same thing with Link. It's like I guess in a way, courage is a personality trait. And when you're playing as this character going on an adventure, you're yeah. like. Yeah. I am courageous. This is me. I am courageous. Exactly. You know, when you're playing yeah. as Samus, you're like, I am a bounty hunter. I am awesome. Yep. You know, I'm yep. killing aliens. This is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so those are those tend to be some of my favorite video game characters because you don't have to like yeah. pay too much attention to the things that they say. You're just right. Craft you know, awesome. your own personality well, also, onto them. Also, yeah, because subconsciously yeah. it's you. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. the avatar. Well, it's your it's your merit. Yeah. yeah, your well, reactions that's... to what's what's happening are are hit, are your character's reactions versus something mm-hmm. like The Witcher, which I love and it's one of my favorite RPGs. But to me, Geralt is a character that I know, and even yeah. when I'm playing The Witcher, I'm like, I would choose this, but I know Geralt would choose this, so that's what I'm right. going to go with. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, interesting. Yeah, that that's actually where the his name came from, Link, because he they oh. they wanted him to be a link to the player. And so that's where they, they decided on using Link as the name. And why he's always been his name in yeah. in all the different games. Fun fact, right. uh, the name Zelda, you know who Zelda's named after? Robin Williams' daughter. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Although she was named after Princess Zelda. After the game. Uh, <laughs> but original Princess Zelda named after F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. 
Zelda. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Mark's okay. shaking his head. That would make sense. Is that in your uh, Hyrule Historia book as well, Mark? Is that what you know? <laughs> no, I was actually about to say it too, but you beat me to it, so. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's probably in there. Who knows? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, less than uh, one year after this groundbreaking game came out, we had uh, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, uh, which, <laughs> I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Of the Zelda games that I've played, my least favorite. It's it's yeah. the worst. It's and the yet, uh, the it's so influential on modern Zeldas, and I feel like Aonuma, the creative director behind Zelda, yeah. I bet you that's his favorite game. Probably, yeah, <laughs> I just probably. have this feeling, you know. It yeah. just doesn't kind of like how Brawl is probably Sakurai's favorite game. You know, yeah. The, yeah. the most hated is the creator's dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't they appreciate my vision? Exactly. It, it just didn't feel like uh, a sequel to the game. That you know, first of all, it's not. Uh, overhead, you know, top down. I mean, uh, partially. Eh, some of it is, but even that is like, micro- it doesn't look like the uh, original Legend of Zelda game. And then, you, uh, yeah, we're now in a 2D platformer, basically, uh, going through villages, talking, to, a lot of talking, a lot of talking to people, yeah. uh, and some really difficult battles uh, and a, a gameplay mechanic that I just kind of bounced off, man. It's ruthless. It's yeah, ruthless. It really is. The, it, the it game, really is, is, the game has, there's no mercy to be had. If you finish this game, like you have, you've achieved something Herculean. Uh, yeah, I I played through this game when I started when we did Eight Bit Gladiators. That's right. Part of like I did this small feature called the Quest. I'm on a I Quest, and I go I play games that I never played when I was like I never finished when I was a kid, uh, which was kind of like why I got to this Final Fantasy marathon. Um, so I played Zelda two, and this game frustrated me and got under my skin so hard that. Like I developed, I think I developed a bit of a condition. Like I started, like, I wanted to say, like, I got so angry. I would say the worst words that would come to my brain <laughs> just because I was filled with so much rage and anger. <laughs> this game made me say them. Um, I know that sounds so immature, but like, uh, but like just, just to kind of illustrate like just how angry like this, yeah. it, it, it was it's cheap. what we've used the term synthetically hard. Like it was synthetically difficult. Yeah. It didn't organically have to be as difficult as it was. Uh, it's not like people are pumping quarters into this game, but it was designed like they were yeah. pumping quarters into this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it feels very strange to go from. And so I, I didn't really talk much on first Zelda because my first Zelda was much later. But mm-hmm. I, I've gone back and played them, and Zelda one's great. It feels like Zelda, but Zelda two just feels like um, a, it almost feels like a random Zelda generator. Like yeah. you you start walking and you encounter something like Pokemon, and it goes into yeah. a battle screen, and then all of a sudden you're getting all these things thrown at you, and it's like what 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 did I do to you? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how it was critically received at the time, um, because a, a trend I've noticed with Zelda games is you really can't tell just how great they are until about five to ten years afterwards because we're all kind of Zelda drunk, and then the minute yeah. a new Zelda game comes out, it's the best Zelda game ever. In fact, we were Jen and I were uh, kind of talking about, what's your favorite you know, of, of, of all of them? Um, and uh, it, it, we've decided it's too early to, to declare Breath of the Wild because it's only been out for four years. We'll see how we feel about it in uh, ten years, although I think it'll probably be the same. We'll get to that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Zelda 2 sucked. There's no reason to play that game, so moving right along. You know, well, I, go ahead. I wouldn't say it, it, it's frustrating as fuck, but I have, I, I have this spot in my heart yeah. for that Soft game. Soft spot for even, it. Yeah, even, even now, even as much as I 
it frustrates the hell out of me. I've never actually beaten it. I got stuck at the at the uh, Dark Link or Shadow Link fight. Um, nice. and that's the last fight. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. Oh. <laughs> like, kind of like yeah. in the final <laughs> boss of Hollow Knight, like you mm-hmm. just get stuck, and then you're like, "Am I gonna beat this?" Or I made <laughs> nah, it this yeah. far. Is that good enough? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I I got to it, and I, I I don't know how many times I tried it, couldn't get past him, so I just stopped playing it for <laughs> thirty almost 35 years now <laughs> and but one it day. wasn't until last year or actually not last year it was when joe was doing the quest mm-hmm. um when i started looking that up to see okay how the fuck do i beat dark link <laughs> and found out there's a way to cheese it you just duck yeah just duck and, <laughs> <really>. yeah. <laughs> duck and sit in like the one corner of the screen and he'll jump and you can hit him he'll jump you can hit him and just take him out easily it's like Okay, I guess I can play that game again and, and actually beat it now. Yeah, and I will say, you know, I guess I hate myself nowadays or something, but I, the whole reason I pre-ordered that Zelda game and watches for Zelda 2, I'm finally going to sit down and oh. I'm committed to play that game all the way through. All right, so thanks yeah, for the hint on Dark Link. That's yes. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you just have to get there now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A lot of masochists on our panel today for uh, Legend of Zelda. I talk. can't wait. We need to do regular checkups with Mark on how he's doing. <laughs> we just see his mental condition like just <laughs> deteriorate. I was going to say, you need to get like a, a button on your phone that's like uh, one of those uh, help I fall and I can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> it just sends out a signal to everybody. It's like, okay, I'm fucked. Fucking, fucking frustrated. We need, we need eyes on Mark. Get eyes on Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are uh, 45 minutes into this podcast, and we've talked about exactly two Zelda games. So uh, we're going to have to kick things in because Excellent. we Excellent. have some of the best Zelda games yet to be talked about. Uh, and the next one on this list uh, is one of uh, certainly my favorite, and I'm sure one of yours, uh, yes. when uh, Link finally took the plunge into the 16-bit era with uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to yeah. the Past yes. for the Super Nintendo console, which um, I always teetered between uh, this and another Zelda game as uh, being my favorite. But, uh, man, so such an impact on me as a gamer back in the day. Um, well, I mean, I'll lay it down right now. This is my favorite that's your one favorite? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's my favorite one. And, and for good reason. You know, the, the, the story just uh, sucked you in in a way that uh, a Zelda game hadn't, at least to this point. You know, we, we always had a quest, but we didn't have characters. We didn't have uh, such dialogue and, yeah. and something that made you want to keep playing. It's funny that you say that, mm. that it makes you want to keep playing because you you save Zelda within the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That opening. And then, uh. like, that's just where the adventure starts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, all right. So, yeah, no, this game, for a 16-bit, for a Super Nintendo entry, like, this game is not short on story or world building at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. is so rich. And there's something just really magical about the art style of this game. Yes. Um, it's yeah. it's so pretty. Like, visually, it's so pretty aurally to listen to. Um I, I just feel like it's firing. It's everything we loved about the first Zelda game. Yes. And then, like, like someone was listening. They're like, what did people hate about the second one? <laughs> oh, everything. Everything. Okay. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. Let's go ahead and fix that. There's just so much good stuff, so much innovative stuff going on. And this whole, like, the only bad thing about this game is the name. <laughs> because, like, yes. Link to the Past, for a game that doesn't involve any, any time, time traveling. Travel? Yeah. yeah. It's it, parallel it's, universes. But but then again, then they did Link Between Worlds like years and years later, and that's kind of what this one should have been called. But yeah. you know what? I, I digress. This game is so great. Oh yeah, and I like kind of think though now that there is an actual official timeline on it. Mm. 
Link to the Past does kind of make sense because this takes place before the first Zelda. So it is in the past. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. Okay. They beat us on a technicality. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is one of those games that I've always thought about picking up because I have seen playthroughs of this game. And it, it Joe, you were mentioning the art style of this game. It, I immediately fell in love with this, having yeah, yeah. not played this as a kid, because it's very much the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. Yes, yes, like they sure. were kind of stylistically the spiritual successors to this game. Yeah. And, and we talked about this the last time I was on here, how a lot of the handheld games that I grew up with were essentially either ports of or spiritual successors of games that were released on the NES or the SNES because it was just impressive that you could hold a game like that in your hand and like yes. take it with you wherever you yeah. could go. Um, so as soon as I saw, and I've never played this game, but I've seen playthroughs oh, of man. it. And I want to, I want to get my hands on it, even knowing what happens, Mm -hmm. seeing gameplay of it. Like I want to play it because I feel like a big gap of my, you know, experience with Zelda and my childhood is missing. Because again, I love Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. And you can just, you can see this game all over those games. Like in every part of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a fun game to play. And it's got a great story and great exploration and, and something hidden around every corner. Uh, and yeah, one of those, and the music, man, just took, oh my God. this is the first game I can remember, um, getting kind of emotional after beating mm-hmm. it at the end. I get chills thinking yeah. about it. Mark, what about you? Oh yeah. I think that game is amazing. And the music stands out like that Hyrule castle theme just mm-hmm. feels, it feels, it feels echoous and grand. And that's like the way the whole game is. It's like, yeah, you, you feel like you're playing a cartoon, but it's also like the Hobbit. It's so expansive in, yeah. in its scale and. I don't know. It's just to me, it's one of the best. It's one of the best. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely like this is top tier Zelda. If you're looking for the pure Zelda experience, this is what you're looking for. It's so well balanced, too. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. as far as like the difficulty. Yes. Like it, it. It's not too easy, but it's not insurmountable. Like it's just. It's just in that right sweet spot that makes you want to stay involved. And like, I can get this. Let me give it another try. And eventually, yeah. you know, you get it. Like the next try or the one after that. Like, but it's it's a very well balanced game. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, so well beloved that um, this franchise took its first foray into the handheld uh, universe with uh, the next Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda game called Link's Awakening, which has since been remastered, remade, and re released on uh, the Nintendo Switch in a new art style. Controversial for some people. Uh, I love it, though. I loved Uh, it, yeah. But yeah, uh, really building on. You know, I think Link's, Link's Awakening. You kind of uh, a lot of people dismissed it as I did back in the day because yeah, it's a Game Boy. It's it's black and white. How how grand can it be uh, on this little black and white screen? Anybody anybody who's played Metroid Two mm-hmm. or Link's Awakening can attest to how grand these Game Boy games actually can be if they're programmed yeah. correctly. That's right. Yeah. I, I think this Absolutely. game uh, makes the top 10 list of Zelda games in a way that uh, the original two first ones do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has characters that resonate with people even to this day. I mean, the, you wash up on shore, you're rescued by this family, and you're immediately attached to them. And they're like, oh, go to the city, meet these people. And, oh, you got to go to the swamp and meet the witch. And it's like, it's introducing you to all these characters. And you're like, wow, look at this cool adventure with all these NPCs. And I have to interact with the world in a way that is super unique and i think that that's what really stood out to me yeah and not only that but like the world that you play in has consequences so i remember when i was a kid like somebody taught me oh did you know you can steal from the stores mm-hmm. and then you go back to the store and he's like you thief and he like zaps you with lightning yes, and from then on everybody all the characters in the game go hey thief what's up 
<laughs> and it's like, wow, like I changed something forever. It's insane. <laughs> Any other thoughts about uh, Link's Awakening? Uh, how about the remake? Did anybody else play that besides me? I still haven't oh, yeah. played it. Yeah, yeah, I, loved I it, bought man. it. I have it in this plastic, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I got backlog, trapped into huh? Monster Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I yeah, I love it. I it's love just, it. Yeah, yeah. You played it too, Jay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, had you played the original on Game Boy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I played the original, and and I was gonna say because you know uh, Paul was kind of talking about how the all the different characters and stuff uh, on this island that you're going to, and I love that when I was a kid playing it and realizing hey, that looks like Mario or that looks like a, you know, the bow, the chomp, chain chomp. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, are they just reusing sprites or (laughs) is that intentional? And as the game plays and you find out, you know, you're kind of in this dream. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, so this is it's like fusing everything together because it's a dream world. Yeah. And I I love on the remake that they did that. They just really leaned into it because the style of it just feels different very has like this dreamlike quality to yeah, it yeah mm-hmm. and the music too i love how they remastered the music uh mm-hmm. some of my, my favorite uh, zelda tunes are in that game yeah. yes big yeah. fans of uh, Link's awakening on this podcast yeah, uh, very much. also big fans of the next game on this list which oof, man now, now we're just firing on all cylinders because uh right about 1990 when did this come out let's see 1998 uh, we were well into 3D. You know, PlayStation already been out. Nintendo 64 had come out. Mario 64 had shown us all how um, platformers were done. And here comes along Zelda Ocarina of Time to show us how uh, action-adventure games are done in 3D. And uh, mm-hmm. enough cannot be said about how influential this game is, how just uh, perfect. Like, it, to me, it's a perfect game. Like, I don't, yep. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I really wish they would do a remaster because the best version is the version on the 3DS currently. Yeah, uh, where they've kind yeah. of tightened yeah. up some things, fixed a couple things, improved the graphics uh, and the sound. And uh, man, Ocarina of Time is is my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Oh, there you go. That's uh, I just finally played through it for the first time like a year ago. That's right. <laughs> like I've had I've yeah. had it on every system it's been released on, and I just I just finished it, and I was like, man, that was it was good. It was it was really good. I I can't say that it's my favorite, oh. but I think it's it absolutely informed where the series went from the, that point on. Like it became the yeah. new fingerprint of what Zelda was. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, and absolutely. Paul, you mentioned earlier, you know, there's people who go through that first Zelda, like picking at the walls with the sword, trying to find <sighs> yep. all the secret pathways. For me, Ocarina of Time was my first Zelda, and mm. I that game's in 3D and the world is massive, but I was always how yeah. do I get over this? How do I glitch my way onto the lake before I'm supposed yeah. to? And trying to find all the little exploits and all the little holes in the ground under the trees or that game to me is. And the funny thing is when I first saw it, I thought it was a horror game. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't ever want to play that. There are that parts really of that scary. that are. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh, yeah. Oh, the, those, especially for a kid, you know. Those little like, mummified creatures when uh, when you go yeah, into the, the town at night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That those are particularly terrifying in Wind Waker. I don't know about y'all, but mm-hmm. Wind Waker to me is the most terrifying iteration of Wind <laughs> 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 But we're, oh, we're yeah. not to that yet. But but to that point, like you were you were literally finding the exploits before, you know, speed running That's was even really a yeah. thing you know you were a kid just like hey like let's try to break you it. know like see if i can get through this wall and find what's on the other side like if the if i even can you know so that's really cool actually. yeah it unlock that want of exploration of this world yeah. and i think it, yeah. it just 
is a testament to how well the world is built. Yeah. The world was built really well. It's deceptively small. It is. Yeah. Like, it's not that big, but the thing is that they use the space really smart. And like the fact that you can kind of go back and forth between like mm-hmm. adult link and kid link and kind of do things as the kid and then go back into the future and, the and like, you know, it affects something. I'm always a sucker for that. Yeah, like, I love when do. someone can like smartly fuse that into some kind of puzzle scenarios. I think that's wonderful. That and, reveal, yeah, no, this this was great. That reveal yeah. halfway through the game, uh, and not even halfway when you when you, you think know, you're near the end, uh, and it yeah. turns out it's only the beginning. And my mind was just blown knowing that like uh, I could play as Adult Link, and he looks yeah. so badass. Like I got used to this little <laughs> Hobbit creature. By, by, by the way, quick aside: What is Link? Is he an elf? He's he's Hylian, right? Yeah, Hylian. Yeah, it's an elf. Hylian. It's a yeah, exactly. It's a fucking elf. elf. Yeah, pronounced it differently. Hylian. Hylian. I always call it Hylian, even though the goddess's name is Hylia. So I I know it's supposed to be technically Hylian, but it's always been Hylian to me. It was Link Between Worlds that settled it for me because it's High Rule and Low Rule. There you go, Hylian. Yeah, there you go. All right. There's a gravity to that game that I think. Yeah is just like something unlike anything even to this day mm-hmm. that I've ever played where, you know, you're thrown into this world and you're told, Oh, you're a child of the forest. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. Actually you're an abandoned Hylian yep. mm-hmm. and you don't age like all your friends in the forest. And there's, you know, your you, this princess has been abducted as a child and you, you fall asleep for seven years because your body wasn't strong enough. And look at how the world has turned to crumbles yeah. because mm-hmm. you were supposed to be the hero of legend. And you're like, this is deep, man. Like, yeah. I just wanted to save Princess or save Princess Ruto from Lord Jabu Jabu. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what did I get into? The, right. And the way you're describing it right now uh, it, it reeks of uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm realizing yeah. as you're saying, oh yeah, it it's, yeah, it's it's definitely the precursor for that. And and I love that this game really lays the foundation for like the different races that actually live yes. in Helia. This is um, the first like, one. You've where... got the Gorons. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, the, the, the Zora. It's the it's the game that gave us Gerudo Valley, the song, yes. which is just yes. epic. That's right. Listen yes. to our video game music episode uh, from a few months back if you want to hear some tracks from, uh, well, that Zelda game and lots of other Zelda games. Oh, yeah. Um, There's going to be yeah. some coming up that I didn't, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I hadn't heard them before we did that episode. Oh. But, yeah, with those those two games definitely gave me some more music that I'm just like, oh, love. Yeah. yeah. Well, if there's nothing left to be said of uh, Ocarina of Time, Let's move on to its direct sequel uh, in 2000, Majora's Mask. I should be said that for these all of these games, there's um, there's never we, we've never finished saying what we want to say. Like there's just there, we could talk about each of these episodes oh, sure. for hours. Yes. Sure. Oh, it's yeah. folly to try to uh, squeeze all of it into a two hour episode, and yet here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Majora's Mask, uh, which I will say uh, was not a fan of. Yeah, Joe's oh, giving a big really? thumbs down there. Jay is surprised. I know Joe. I know Joe didn't love it. Well, I, I, I loved it, and I, ugh. I love it because it is so different in tone to any other Zelda. That it, is true. It, it goes very dark and very, like it leans into the horror aspect of yeah. it. Um. But it's not like jump scare horror. It's it's impending doom. More, yes, impending doom kind of horror, and, and I I love it for that. And I I got heavy vibes uh, when they first announced Breath of the Wild two of something like that again. Yeah. So I'm I'm really you know I want I want that that to come back for the series. 
Uh-huh. Um, no, well, <laughs> no. not necessarily that can... the gameplay. The yeah. gameplay was was a little rough. But if I wanted somebody, if I wanted somebody tapping their wrist and tapping their foot, yeah. waiting for me to get something done in a certain <laughs> amount of time, yeah. I would just get another job. Okay, yeah. like that's, that, that's that did what stress me out. Like. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. yeah, I think I can get with that now as an adult, and I can appreciate that now as an adult. When I was a kid, <laughs> I hated being rushed, and I was just kind of scared of the art style to be honest like i'm not afraid to admit that, yeah, that, <laughs> that like coming oh, yeah. off of ocarina of time and just having this like fun wholesome adventure you know that had you know cool stuff in it and then playing that game and just being like this is so different Dude. i don't know yeah. what to do um and, that was my experience and every yeah. time he put a mask on it was like he's being torn apart from yes. the inside out like, yeah. And, yeah and you know you know, Joe, you you played it on the 3DS version, right? Yeah, you didn't I played play the, both, the original. Both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, I played on the 3DS. Yeah. So the the 3DS version actually had a lot of quality of life improvements done yes. to it. And if you didn't like it on the 3DS, you would hate it on the N64 version. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you sure. trying to tell me that I I, I played the easy version? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just... I, I do think it's interesting, Joe, that that you don't like it, and I'm not trying to like. Well, you just said, but you just said, <laughs> I like the being able to travel back in time and it affecting what happens in the future. And yeah. I feel like Majora's Mask is built in this tiny little capsule mm-hmm. of a world where that's all you do yeah. in the yeah, entire game. See, and I like it being like part of puzzles that I can play through, yeah. but part of something like a small part of something bigger. I don't want that small part to be the entire game. And, it's and that's not even, what Majora's Mask was. I wouldn't even mind it so much. For me, it's the ticking clock, right? It's that, like, that's not what I play a Zelda game for. I want to explore. Right. I want to take my time. I, I want to right. hit my sword into every part of the wall to see if I can bomb part of it. Uh, and this game didn't really uh, uh, allow you to do that or reward you for it. And, uh, well, yeah. and, and the, I, I will say, there was something very satisfying about trying to, like, get the timing down. Because there's a couple puzzles where, like, you have to hit certain things at the exact certain times like Mm -hmm. you have to get it in one day like you have to get all of these things so that way you've figured this thing out you've got this ability and it was nice that you get rewarded with things to make you get rewarded with items or or weapons that make it easier to pull off those tasks later in the game every zelda game is like this where like you do get rewarded for something that you end up pulling off that helps things easier down the road but in no other zelda game are you penalized like this if you you can spend an entire day and like you said do those three steps and be on the last step uh and uh yeah if you're if you're out of time you have to do everything again and if there's one thing i hate in a video game it's repetition if, if there's anything I hate in a video game, it's having to do stuff like racing horses or riding horses and hitting targets at the same oh, time. Yes, and this game made me do both of those. We keep, we keep bringing it up, but it's like this game was uh, training future speedrunners. Yeah. Like you have to do things really fast. You have to do it in a specific order. People who were really into this game grew up to obsess about other games that didn't have those rules, didn't have those constraints. That's right. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is like, you know because i mentioned how much i like Link's awakening because of learning all the characters and stuff and that was like a big thing in majora's mask is like okay let's learn about this kid oh dang he's really tragic and oh his mom's over here but only at 12 so it's like (laughs) it was just it was almost like a big puzzle versus a zelda game but it was still interesting to me like just playing through that like having to having to to hit those deadlines like don't give me deadlines in a game (laughs) that's a good point yeah, and that's that's why I said, you know, with with uh, with Breath of the Wild two, if if they bring that 
the vibe back is what yeah. I is what I want out of it. Not necessarily that that time crunch and the yeah. the deadlines that you have to hit type of thing. Something a little darker. Yeah, just something a little yeah. little darker, look a little spookier that uh, just kind of brings that whole that whole like creep factor back in yeah, yeah, yeah. and i yeah. do think the creep factor was because you know you're a kid in the ocarina of time you become an adult and you have to kind of become an adult i have to be brave for this adventure and then you're forced back to a kid and you're thrown mm-hmm. into an even creepier world so i wonder if that's something psychological about it it is also very artistically creepy but i wonder yeah. if that's... <laughs> and then they, another they took your horse <laughs> <laughs> and your fairy the, the one oh, oh no. you didn't even have navi anymore that's yeah. interesting yeah anyway. <laughs> never thought you'd uh, yearn for the days of navi <laughs> her annoying you didn't uh, like tattle as much i think <laughs> well hey listen uh it's time oh, to God. move on oh, to uh another series of games which paul and uh, i believe mark i think you're going to be excited to talk about so the mm-hmm. uh, the oracle games oracle of seasons Gosh. in uh, 2001 and uh oracle of ages actually both at the same time released yeah. simultaneously yeah, yeah. yeah. because it was yeah, actually supposed is, to be three games they, they interlock yeah. with each other that's right oracle of secrets i believe was mm-hmm. what it was supposed mm-hmm. to be and i'm still i remember us talking about this last time jay i still wish that they would release that today ah, right. and part of me is like i love when they you know re-release games and enhance graphics and things like that but part of me wishes they would re-release or just release period oracle of secrets in that style mm-hmm. and just like retain that like in 2021 or you know oh, that would be later brilliant. when that would yes. it would just be amazing I, it would only sell to people who played those games <laughs> yes. when they were much younger I, ca- I can't really see like a 10 year old today being like wow look at this tiny character i can only move in four directions unless i try really really hard to like like make my character go diagonal you know it's like yeah so yeah but no, oh, that would, would be amazing I would, well, we I got would, Metroid Dread, so nothing's impossible. Ooh, I know. <laughs> Sixteen years got, later, Nintendo is the only people they—they're the only ones that hold the keys for uh, for Metroid. With uh, the Oracle's games, those were made by Capcom, Capcom, yeah, and then released oh, by Nintendo. Right. I forgot about and that. I, and I mean, talk about like really revolutionary. But still—I I would say Nintendo yeah. still kind of holds the keys on that because they're they're very tight with their control over their ips yeah they should be uh, yeah. yeah yeah but i mean but, talk uh, about like like revolutionary gameplay at the time that i don't think i truly understood when i was a kid because you can actually use the reason you know the whole reason they were released at the same time is you can actually use a link cable to basically transfer your data from one game to the next so uh-huh. you can play them in a cycle you know, which yeah. as a, again, as a kid, I probably did not understand that and then realized later that that was just such a cool feature and yeah. wished I'd taken advantage of it because I mean, oh, and I, yeah. and yeah, we were, we were mentioning this earlier, how link is a play on words in many ways, but mm-hmm. you know, the link cable was literally used to oh, that's right. make these games go one into the other and they yeah. just kind of play mm-hmm. into each other cyclically so that it doesn't really matter uh, which game you start with. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just play them in either order. And there's some of like, I believe some of the few Zelda games to like take place in lands outside of Hyrule. It was like Holodrum and Labrina. Labrina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those were, that was just so cool to me. And I mean, I have like my personal biases. I played Oracle of Ages first. It was a fantastic game. I just loved every part of it. But part of me loves seasons a little bit more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes into a little bit about what a lot of people have touched upon that, you know, when you have like uh, the ability to go back in time and change something yep. and then that solves a puzzle in the future. Oracle of Ages, that's that's what that game is all about. And part of what I love about Oracle of Seasons is that it's kind of like a play on that. Like every Zelda game has kind of its own, you know, revolutionary feature to it. Yeah. And, you know, Seasons was it was so cool to use the rod of Seasons to like switch between the different um, mm-hmm. seasons and change your landscape and like mm-hmm. get access to like different areas that you didn't have because it was you know blocked by snow but then you get the ability to go to spring and the snow isn't there anymore so you can finally go in that door yeah. or or the opposite you need to get up on it on an area that you can't get to so you actually have to switch to winter because winter creates mm-hmm. a snowy ramp for you to like go up that like just really was fun to figure out. Sounds like uh, inspiration yeah. for uh, Animal Crossing, actually. There was a, it was, there's <laughs> always, I mean, if you look back on it, there's always a duality to Zelda games. Like, mm-hmm. even in that first one, the there's ones. the overworld and there's the dark world. And then, you know, you've got that same thing that they kind of play with again with, uh, you know, Link to the Past. In this one, and it's so funny because no company has ever personified duality like Capcom does. Uh, you know, you think of this game, these games, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, where you can kind of play the story from two different perspectives and then tie them into each other. And then when you finish them both, play to get the true ending. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing with Resident Evil 2, where you could play as, oh, yeah. you know, as Claire, but then you could play through Leon's story, or you could play as Leon first and then play as Claire that kind of goes through his story. Once you've done them both, then you can play as like, you know, to get the true ending from either side. So like that's something that Capcom has been playing with for a long time. And the way that it complements itself with the Zelda franchise, it it, it speaks to why these were such successful games, you know, that that they handled the IP so well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on the, the Oracle games? I've not played them, so I have nothing to add here. Some of my <laughs> some of my favorite games of all time. Uh, t- to this day, we were talking earlier about the different uh, peoples, the different groups within the Zelda universe, oh, yeah. uh, the, the Legend of Zelda universe, the races. And my favorite one to this day has never been in any other game, and it is the Subrosians, which mm. are this race of people you literally go into Subrosia in Oracle of Seasons and they're just adorable because you never see their faces. They're just all wearing like green or blue or there's one particular one that's crucial to the story who's a girl and she's wearing a pink cloak Mm -hmm. and all you see is their cloaks and they're like circular white (laughs) eyes in this like shadowed face so you don't know what the Sabrosians look like but they're just adorable because they're (laughs) always hiding you never see one they're just in these cloaks and they're my favorite Legend of Zelda race to this day and I don't think they've ever been reintroduced Ooh. into another game so it's so studio ghibli like, i was so, just yeah. gonna say yeah, yeah. yeah. or yeah. even square enix kind of it's almost yeah. like the white mage yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they kind of that. give like a, a um a, like a hollow sort of vibe to them or a heartless mm-hmm. sort of vibe to them yeah. you know like yeah. they have that that look but they're not bad you know they're just they're adorable they sell you things it's it's like heavily implied that they are a race of people that barters a lot and mm-hmm. they they make things on their own there's a there's a story arc where you have to go to like the master forger and he's forging things because another trait of theirs is in Sabrosia they're surrounded by lava and uh-huh. they can literally swim in it you know they they take baths in it they love it um <laughs> and I just I've been obsessed with those oh, that particular awesome. Legend of Zelda race <laughs> hey, for a uh, long time pop quiz everybody uh, what's your favorite uh, race from uh, the Legend of Zelda games 
I'll go first. I I like the the Zora, the fish people. Was, yeah, I'm pretty partial to the Zora as yeah. well. Mostly because of the would, music. Yeah. Like whenever you walk into a Zora's domain, no matter what game it is, you immediately like calming. just calm down. Yeah, your heartbeat yeah. starts to slow down a little bit. I love the Zoras. I think yeah, the Gerudo. The Gerudo. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, either either Gerudo or the uh, the Gorons for me. Yeah. I think I probably lean a little bit more towards the Gerudo, but I, I love the Gorons because they're just they're just they're so like, zany. Fun, like, dude, yeah. The, the Gerudo yeah. have the music, yeah. and there's also, I mean, Breath of the Wild. Link, Link gets dressed up in his sexy trap yeah. Gerudo dancer. <laughs> makes me the, question things about myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the Gorons are a close second for me yeah. because they're always, uh, they're always like falling asleep wherever they are, yeah. which is like a trait that I relate to a lot. So it's just, yeah, those are close second. They make fun noises too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, we're now into uh, the new millennium with uh, our Legend of Zelda games. And uh, 2002 was a pretty big year for Zelda because we had Four Swords uh, on the Game Boy Advance and also the Wind Waker, controversial uh, GameCube game, which... Uh, That's my favorite Zelda game. Wind, Wa- Wind Waker Zelda is? Waker. Wow. Yep. Yeah. My absolute favorite. I've just started playing it uh, within the last couple of months. Uh, kind of hit a wall with it. Maybe I'll jump back into it. Uh, back in the day, couldn't get over the art style, f- uh, mostly because they kind of bait and switched us, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Nintendo they did. famously yeah. showed this uh, this demo of what the next Legend of Zelda game. And of course, this is post Majora's Mask, so we're expecting oh, GameCube graphics. Uh, it's going to look even better. The textures are going to be yeah. better, but we're still going to, to Jay's point, be in this kind of dark Hyrule Zelda world. Uh, and we got a hard left in what was uh, <laughs> yeah. Wind Waker's yeah. cartoony style. Uh, yeah. You want to I... trigger any Zelda fan, you just say the word Space World Demo, and they're like, My controversial opinion of the night is that uh, I think it is graphically better just because it just looks so smooth. Yeah, the animation. And, and ev- the animation and it, yeah, is really it, smooth, and the art style is not as impressive, but it's right. it's cuter right. and just... And I, I do think it is a little bit better, but I can see where tons of people were upset yeah. at the well, time. Like, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's one of those things because in the art style that they have, it, it's more, I want to say, timeless because it, it doesn't age. Mm-hmm. Where I, if they had gone with that more realistic style, um, it, would be it, it would age because the, the system wasn't powerful enough. Like, what we can do on like the Switch or the PS4, PS5, stuff like that now is so far beyond what they could do on the GameCube. Yeah. And so the, the game would just continue to look worse and worse and worse over time, whereas this art style, it just <laughs> looks great. Worse from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot of gaming regrets, but. Being such a angsty person <laughs> during the GameCube era who was like, <laughs> I want edgy graphics and I want I more. And I completely avoided Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. And when That's I went it. back and played it, when they re-released it on the Wii U, I was like, this is one of the best games I've ever played mm-hmm. in my entire life. That's and I was really an idiot. Good. I can't believe I didn't <laughs> play this. The characters have so much personality. The mm-hmm. The exploration is so fun and just discovering new islands and the, the unique personality of each island, almost like being a, a different area of a of a previous game but the islands just having that that feeling of and you pull up to an island and you immediately start looking for the fish that you have to feed food to so that he will map the island for you and you can find out all about it and some islands are really important and some of them are just 
tiny rocks in their square of the map and they're fun to explore those ones are fun to explore and then there's the Mm -hmm. ones that you pull up to and you can see them on the horizon and they suddenly you know come into view and it's just dragon roost island it's like a mile tall and you're like what's going to be at the top of that (laughs) you know so just incredible i've never played this one i played i guess spirit tracks and phantom hourglass are the two sequels to this Mm -hmm. game yeah but I've, i've never played wind waker yeah, oh, it's so good. This seems it's like so a good, good time to revisit uh, our Hyrule timeline because uh, I'm not quite sure where this one <laughs> falls in. Let's get a in. check. So this, yes. one, this one falls in after the split. So you have at Ocarina of Time, you've got the split into three. So mm-hmm. it's either the heroes defeated, and that's the dar- the downfall timeline, yeah. or you have Ganon is defeated, and the hero does not go back in time. So you have the adult timeline, mm-hmm. or you have the timeline we got in the actual game, which is the child timeline. Yeah. Um, Wind Waker takes place on the adult timeline, isn't it? Um, it's, I think you're still a child in it. Uh, you because, are still a child. Yeah. Yes. But, but as far as the, the way that it works into the timeline, you're on the adult timeline because this so is it, the it's same link. Jorah's mask. Yeah. Part. I don't want to spoil it too much because you guys need to play mm-hmm. it, but yeah, it, it does kind of take you through Ocarina of Time, the split, yeah. yeah, you do kind of visit what happened, and yeah. and that's where I really fell in love with it because at this point in time, I really played Oracle, and this is when I really or the Oracle games, and I really started diving deep into the lore, mm. and it's going to affect. So we still haven't hit my favorite Zelda yet, but Ooh. um, the I just started falling in love with the lore of Zelda, and I think Wind Waker was like chock full of it, like something yeah. with even the Master Sword. It, it alludes to something that they didn't release yet, and Ganon's story slash Ganondorf story. Uh, the lore is so deep in Wind Waker. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, wow. Hey, Mark, did I ruin Wind Waker by playing Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass first? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're they are like a sequel, but it's like um, different right. enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, let's keep on moving then, because we're about halfway through these Zelda games. Uh, so, Wind Waker. We had Four Swords. Anything to be said about uh, Four Swords Adventures? Two years later for the game. The two Four Swords games, I've never actually been able to play. And I, if I understand correctly, the, the Four Swords Adventure can actually be played as a solo game. And I didn't realize that at the time. So that's something I need to correct. Yeah. But I the, played through it. I don't even remember it. I yeah. mean, it's like ha- a half hour game, I feel. It's yeah. So yeah. I, it, I, know it's a, I know it's a short one. Yeah. But it the, was kind of based on this premise of like group play, so it was kind of yes. yeah. It, they basically released a game that was like we're trying to do something revolutionary, but we don't know if it's going to work. So well, it was it was like feels um, Crystal, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles did kind of the same thing, where you you had to have the GameCube and you had to have four Game Boy Advances with four Link cables, yeah, to play. And it's like, who the fuck is going to buy all this shit <laughs> and have all this? They're like, you yeah. got to have friends. Yeah. It's like, I'm staying home playing video games. I'm not even friends. So, yeah. And that, and that same same way with the with the Game Boy Advance one with Four Swords. I just I didn't know enough people that had yeah. Game Boy Advances with, with uh, I'm sorry, the GameCube one wasn't. Yeah, it was Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it was yeah, Game yeah, Boy Advance. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. Well, good. We can skip right on to that uh, and go to uh, the Minish Cap uh, for Game Boy Advance oh, in 2004. Good. Also, another Capcom developed game there. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Minish Capcom Cap was so good, man. Even clutch Capcom it's, once more. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Minish Cap is in my top three. Really? Minish Cap oh, was, nice. It was, man, it was such a good game. So I never gave it another look 
until I, I was an early adopter of the 3DS. And so that put me in like some like, I can't remember what, what it was, but I had like, yeah, it was like a loyalty reward, like a loyalty. Yeah. I forgot about that. Whoever, like if people, these people that bought the, the, the 3ds early, you, you ambassador, that's ambassador. That's right. right. And they gave you like 20 free games. And like, some of them were like unreleased, like the public won't be able to get them. Uh, and I think one of them was Minish cap. And so I was like, well, shit, you know, they gave me a free Zelda game. I guess I'm going to play it. I oh my god I loved this game like the like how I talked about how every every Zelda game has duality this one is about like shrinking and getting bigger like oh, you know yeah. and, and affecting things in the world when we're really small on a micro level and then yeah. kind of building it out macro and it was I mean such a great story really uh, the, the thing about Zelda games and they always seem to just like in the end whether I liked playing it or not except for two it just seems to be really satisfying by the end of it. And this one, man, again, picking up off that, that uh, link to the past kind of art style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seemed to kind of marry a little bit of wind waker, like a mm-hmm. little bit of that, the, the more vibrant colors to it. Yeah, dude. What a, I mean, what a, what an excellent story. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to monopolize the time on this one, but I just dig well, it. Well, Joe, you were talking earlier about like how the Zelda games always find an interesting way to work some feature into puzzle solving. Yeah. And this was just so cool. Or, or like expanding on that, they always find a way to take you from one world and then have you experience like a completely different world uh-huh. within the same game. And that was this game on a handheld in just such a cool way where you just like you're in a place and then you shrink and then suddenly the world is completely different and i feel like they were pushing the game boy advances hardware to like its absolute you know max in some of these environments because they're Mm -hmm. they're so the game is very beautiful it's a really really beautiful pixel art um and this is another game that i just played a lot and when i got a ds when i was younger i actually was a game that I could continue playing because the DS had uh, the backwards compatibility with the Game Boy Advance. And I still have my DS today and I've lost somewhere in the years. I lost my copy of the Minish Cap, but I went, I went online and I bought one and I'm actually something I forgot to mention earlier. I'm currently replaying the Minish Cap and it is a really, it's a joy to re-experience this game that was like really, really creative and innovative for its time and just captured my imagination nation in such a way that it kind of takes my my like rusty older brain and like is like you can imagine like this again you know yeah. like it's just fun <laughs> to like live that experience once more so yeah, I know what you paul, mean. paul the game is hilarious too like yeah. The, yeah. the dialogue is hilarious yeah so yeah and i would say that if you're a fan of mario odyssey i think the minish cap walk oh. so that cappy yep. could run yeah playing on that idea of taking a piece of the character's costume and turning it into a character yes brilliant mm-hmm. just brilliant oh, love that all right well moving right along we're back into the home console uh with this uh, well i guess this originally came out on the gamecube but uh was yes. since then re-released on the wii and well, the actually wii U. i think it came out on, on it, the wii and gamecube at the same time I oh think. they did didn't yeah, they? yeah you're technically right. it came out Technically, it came out on the Wii first, mm. but it was only like within, I think, three months or really? something like that. And it was on the GameCube. It was developed for the GameCube, but then it, because the Wii launched, wow. then they did it as a launch game for the Wii, but the, the GameCube version came out like three months later. Interesting, like which they would later yeah. do with uh, Breath of the Wild, since it was Breath originally Wild, developed yeah. for Wii U and uh, originally launched on Switch. 
What do you yep. know? Well, I guess simultaneous launch, really. Uh, but yeah, uh, to uh, to much fanfare and uh, a lot of people's relief uh, since we were out of we were, we were returned from Cartoon World uh, with a, a semi photorealistic uh, release. Mm-hmm. You know what seemed more like a 2.0 version of Ocarina of Time and Majora's uh, Mask graphics. Yeah. yeah. And, and this one, you know, we've been going over which one, where they fit on the timeline or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one is on the adult timeline. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the kind of the prevailing like internet theories oh. about the, uh, the guy that teaches you the sword techniques, the, the skeleton that you, you meet that teaches you these sword techniques is he is Link from Ocarina of Time. Oh. And because he never he never had children, so he never was able to pass on these these abilities to his own bloodline. So he is now existing in this form uh to to pass this on to the next hero in line. Interesting. Basically. Yeah. Oh, yes, because like this is on the one is this on the one where he becomes an adult or is it that is this the failed timeline? This is this one is, I believe this is the adult timeline. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're yeah. right, yeah. And it's interesting. I had completely forgotten about that detail. It was one of my favorite things about that game. But mm. I just remember the very first line in this game, and I'll never, ever forget oh, this, yeah. is, have you ever felt a deep sadness? And I'm like, man, this is going to be a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, to me, Twilight Princess is a huge bummer. Oh, <laughs> it's, really? like, it's like every quote from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like, it yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, like, my summer vacation is over. And like, <laughs> wow. I just died. Well, it was mid 2000s. Uh, we were very emo heavy. Uh, everything had to be it's dark. true. Even our uh, superheroes mm-hmm. now had to be dark. So, uh, why not Link as well? And yeah, he went dark yeah. into the twilight uh, where he gets to turn into a wolf and meet this little weird-looking uh, Matrix kinda, character. Kind of impish-looking, yeah, yeah. Little, little character. Yeah. Which uh, I love Midna. Do you? I yeah. love her so much. She is she is by far my favorite like companion character that, that they've come up with. Midna for Smash. That would yes. be, <laughs> <that'd> be really <laughs> cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. I that would, would be pretty love cool. that. Is this anybody's favorite it. game? Or top five, Not even? My favorite. I it's, would say it's in my... It's in my bottom five. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not a fan. Interesting. It's, it's mid-tier. I think it's mid. I, I, yeah. I was, uh, it used to be in my top five, but I think it just bumped yeah. out to six now. I tried so it, to uh, I tried to play it a couple of times, and I, I, I just can't get into it. It's not grabbing me the way that Zelda games usually grab me. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of there are better Zelda games out there. I am told. So uh, yeah, it it takes some getting getting used to and getting into because there is the the one of the things that is a criticism and it, it's still a criticism of mine to this day, and mm-hmm. I know people hate it for it is how long the intro is uh, and how long it takes you to actually get that's my problem to the game yeah there's a lot of memorable moments in it and remember at this point in my life i was kind of an angsty teen i wanted that <laughs> gritty yeah. i thought i wanted that gritty zelda and this showed me oh actually this is not what you want at all <laughs> the music was amazing but it says a lot that again i the first line of the game sticks with me and my favorite track is called midna's despair i mean this game can't get any sadder for me (laughs) i know a lot of people like it (laughs) and i don't know about anyone else but whoever played it on like original hardware it was kind of like some growing pains with the remote 
like mm. having to figure out how to play this game that I didn't really feel like lent itself to that kind of experience very well. There were yeah. definitely yeah. games on the Wii that were more for that experience. And mm-hmm. everyone always talks about the Wii is like, and the Wii Motes in general is like the party game controller. Yep. Um, but there are some yeah. really fun party games that take, con- sure. you know, that take good use of those <laughs> controls. Yeah. But maybe like a heavily storied adventure game was not yeah. the game to not, play not the best with those controllers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and again, and it wasn't developed with those controls in mind, so they kind of yeah. uh, slapped yeah. them on. I think the, the the mistake that they made, and Nintendo continues to make this mistake mm-hmm. so many times, and that's to force you to use yeah. a control scheme because it's their yeah. gimmick. You know, They yeah. want you to use this. Where they could, because they had the, the classic controller that you just plugged into the Wiimote, they could have allowed you to use that for the game, but no, no, we're we're gonna force you to use the Wii Mote and jiggle <laughs> it around to, to yeah. swing your sword. That's, I mean, yeah. not, and not just with the Wii, like it, they, with the 3DS yep. or the DS rather, with the with Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Like I'm, I was so scared I was gonna scratch up the touchscreen of my 3DS <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to play those two games, and yeah. like I was thinking the same thing. I was like, look, I get it. Like you want to take advantage of your hardware. There's no reason why you shouldn't. But also yeah. give gamers an option. Like, yeah. or do you want to just play it classic style? Okay, yeah. we're going to give you that too. You got to wear yeah. your safety strap lest <laughs> you <laughs> like destroy your TV. Version the one of the safety game. strap, you need to order your version two of the That's safety right. strap from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <Not been> approved. <laughs> yeah, and I, if really quick, because I, I feel like it's going to be a segue into the next game, I will say the thing I greatly dislike about Twilight Princess mm. is that I've been spending, and it's like almost like a betrayal. I've been diving deep into this lore, learning all about the histories and the characters, and then they go to decide to make an entirely different lore where there's these like serpent creatures with right. orbs, and it's like, where is all this coming from? What about the <laughs> goddesses? And what about what is all this? And, well, and I was just really betrayed. <laughs> yeah, they're. I mean, the goddesses are still there, uh, still in the lore. The these creatures are kind of like they're almost like the the princess mononoke uh yes like the spirits of the of that land mm-hmm. or whatever but that yeah. that land was still i mean the goddesses still created all this stuff yeah, and yeah. They're, they're still involved in the lore and, and there's a part in the in the story that gets pretty dark um i think it's after the third uh the third spirit the third uh, uh light spirit that you do uh where it gives you kind of this this backstory of mm of the triforce and the goddesses and the war that happened over this power and uh you know these this race of people that uh created these the shadow things that could that could fuse that power and 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 kind of contain it and then the goddesses basically came in and said nope and (laughs) you know turned them into the into the twilight and Mm -hmm. and threw them into this realm that they they can no longer gain access to this ultimate power well tellingly nobody uh, called this out as their favorite race when we uh, talked about favorite race <laughs> earlier so i think that speaks volumes about uh twilight princess all mm-hmm. right joe you alluded uh, to our next two games so let's talk about phantom hourglass and spirit tracks all right so i've tried to play phantom hourglass a couple of times and then it was finally like i was finally able to like kind of dig in and play them and it was like i can't remember which podcast we were doing but i know mark was on it and he like was singing the praises of these games he's like <laughs> dude love these games stick with it and some hour was fun and i i enjoyed that ride quite a bit but spirit tracks yo 
spirit tracks is legit. Like that was, that's another one. That's like, in my, it's in my top four, top five, like wow. definitely. Wow. It's such a good game. And now like, even when I was playing dragon quest 11, I have a hard time doing any kind of overworld traveling without listening to that overworld theme from spirit tracks. Yeah. Like, they're, the music in that game is just kicking, man. Like it's so good and just toe tappy, and the, like the the stakes are high, but there's something super fun about what you're doing, like at all times. Yeah. But yeah, these these two games, I guess, are sequels to Wind Waker. Don't know. Never played Wind Waker. <laughs> I should mention mention that uh, Mark actually uh, played a track from Spirit Tracks on our uh, mm-hmm. video game music yes. volume two episode from a few yes. weeks back. So uh, listen to that episode to hear that track. Which uh, track was it? It's the Overworld one, the main. Oh, thank God, because I regretted after we did the first one, and I was like listening to that song. I'm like, damn it, I should have mentioned that on this. <laughs> I'm so glad you it's represented, man. It's oh, yeah. Such I feel like song. every time I'm on, I mention Spirit Tracks. It's just. I think that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's that's another one of mine that's like, the that's the, it's a blind spot for me, because that's. One of the uh, only Zelda games that I have never played is oh, that one man. and the Four Swords games. I've never played them. Not just I'm the, the music. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> the, the music, the uh, the like the the atmosphere. But this is one of the few games I can think of where like Zelda is a hero. Like she is playing a part mm-hmm. as a protagonist in the game, and yeah. like very very cool mechanic where she's she is a ghost like her spirit's been ripped from her body because mm. the bad guy's trying to like take over her body so it can use her natural powers or whatever to blah 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 zelda game but <laughs> the uh but like she, so she's following you around and she can like possess the bodies of like different bad guys and it's like oh you use that to get through these these different puzzles and obstacles and man it's so much fun and the little banter like with her it's super cool, man. What yeah. I'm so glad I finally played through them. Y'all are uh, selling me on this. And now that I know that it's like such a good successor to Wind Waker, a game that I truly love, like I really need to explore this game a lot. Like y'all, yeah, I'm sold. I just want yeah. to play <laughs> this game now. Yeah, Spe- uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks are definitely must buys. Nice. Well, all right. Well, uh, moving right along to uh, the 2010s. With uh, 2011 to be exact, with the release of, uh, we mentioned it earlier, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, soon to be uh, remastered on uh, Switch. And uh, Mark is excited about this one. Big fan of Skyward Sword, are you? Oh my gosh, it it delivered. It was like, you were so sad about Twilight Princess. Here's something with a beautiful art style inspired Mm -hmm. by French Impressionists. Here's something with an amazing soundtrack. And you know, all that lore that you've been studying all this time. Well, here's the source of the all of it. The very beginning, yeah. The very beginning of the timeline, the very first game. The even explains where Link's tunic comes from. I mean, yep. oh. God, that game is so yep. good. And I'm just so excited that so many people are going to be playing it for the first time. Yes. I'm going to be one of yes. them. Yep. I've never played yeah. it. Me too. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It but, is so good. And, and you know, it, it it's kind of crazy too, because it's one of those games, it, and it does deal a little bit in time travel. I try not to spoil too much of it, but even though this is they did the same kind of thing with the with Ocarina of Time it was at the time the first one in the in the timeline but they still had lore that happened before it and this one does the same kind of thing so they could still go back even further and 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 play on some of that stuff but but yeah for for 
as it sits right now, this one is the the beginning of everything. And it's interesting yes. to hear you guys be so uh, effusive about it because uh, I don't think a lot of people have it near the tops of their Zelda list. Uh, and I I, re- I recall at the time it was released, people were kind of uh, lukewarm on it. Correct? Yeah, I think a lot of it and is because Nintendo was doing that thing where they hold your hand. And so yes. the companion in that game, uh, Phi, well, or Phi, Phi, yeah. Phi, yeah. Phi, yeah. I pronounce it Phi, but whatever. <laughs> um, she's Crushed. very like, hey, don't forget you can breathe, basically. It's like, yes. oh my gosh. Yeah. They, so, they took Navi and how annoying Navi could be <laughs> yes. and was like, could we make her even more annoying? <laughs> could we have her interrupt you even more and not be ignored? Will she will just jump out immediately and and stop everything that's happening and talk to you mm-hmm. and be like, is that okay? And you'd be like, just shut the fuck up and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. that is the one gripe. And I I I always tell people like, look, she's gonna be popping up on the bottom of your screen saying, let me talk to you, let me talk to you. <laughs> if you feel good, you don't gotta listen to her. Yeah. And so when I played with my girlfriend for the first time. I was like, don't worry, don't worry. Like, we understand we're good. And, and we both love Skyward Sword to this day. Like, I mean, yeah. she, it was already my favorite, but I've played it like five times now. So, wow. Yeah. yeah the, the other uh, frustrating thing that people bring up is every time you save and quit out of the game, mm-hmm. when you start it up again to play like the next day or whatever, and you pick up an item, it does the whole pause thing to tell you about the item and You've what it never is. Seen and it all before. Stuff. It's like, it's, yeah, like you'd never seen it before. It's like, I've got like 50 of these in my inventory. <laughs> Stop. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. I'd be curious to see if they uh, fix some of these uh, quality of life issues. Yeah. It, there, that was there definitely is... a glitch. There was a similar glitch in Twilight Princess where every mm-hmm. time you saved and quit and you picked up a blue rupee, I don't know if you remember this, but it would always tell yes. you like it was yeah. the first time you picked it up. Hmm. Yeah, it's the same glitch. I'm yeah. sure they fixed it. I'm sure they. Did. Well, yeah, I just feel they're... like that was a holdover from like previous like past Zelda games, where when you pick up the one that's worth 200 rupees, and it tells you every time, but it's only because you find that rupee. So you know, maybe times, yeah. yeah, a few times per game. So yeah, maybe they yeah. did that on purpose, or or maybe it was a glitch. It was probably just annoying to make. It yeah. seemed like a glitch, but also <laughs> this game introduced the stamina system, the crafting mm, yeah. system, the weapon upgrade system. Like if you like. Of the wild, it's because Skyward Sword came first. The hang glider, right? Then <laughs> the hang glider make an appearance in this, uh, yeah, the yeah. First time? yeah, climbing and parkour a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw me on it. Do you, yeah. wear a, do you wear a sexy dancer outfit? <laughs> no, no sexy dancer outfit. He's <laughs> just like, I'm not playing it now. <laughs> and I'm really excited for you to see how Zelda is involved in this game as well. Yes. Yeah, one of the things yes. I hear most is that uh, their relationship is really kind of built up more. Uh, they're more of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody who wasn't a fan of uh, the voice acting uh, and their characters, the cutscenes in Breath of the Wild uh, for me is a, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but wow. it, it, it's nice to hear that um, it's a strength instead of a weakness. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, so excited absolutely. for you guys. Uh, well, uh, tune in uh, in the yeah. coming weeks when uh, it's released <laughs> on Switch. We'll start giving our reviews. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have heard that they have made uh, – they've, they've shortened the intro, and they mentioned some quality of life improvements that were made um beyond locking the whole thing about the being able to travel to and from the sky with the amiibo that's frustrating as fuck to me <laughs> because they would do something like that um 
but I think that's probably part of one of the things that they got rid of is is that that constant reminder whenever something would come up. And I think they also did the thing where fee doesn't quite interrupt you nearly as much because hmm. uh, I know that on uh, emulators there's uh, codes that you can put in <laughs> that are it's essentially cheat codes, but that that's what they do. They just keep fee from interrupting you all the time. <laughs> that's funny. It doesn't remind you every time you pick up the same item that you yeah. have fifty of. So poor fee. It's gonna be the best version. I I'm the only thing I'm sad about, and I, nobody's saying it, but I'm gonna say it here. They actually took away the impressionist filter. So when you played on the really? Wii there was a depth of field effect where things in the distance would look like stippled with paint. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of screenshots and video of the HD one and that's gone. Oh, that's wow. too bad. No. But I don't want to scare people away from Skyward Sword, so I haven't said anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts, though. Actually, like, that, yeah. it seems like a specific visual feature yeah. of the game. Let's yeah. yeah, I just imagine it was hard to translate that visual engine in, onto a new system or something with a hmm. port over, but it's it's that's the only thing that's missing. Yeah. Man. Mm. All right. Well, I'm actually not a fan of the uh, the pastel look of it, so uh, you're, you're kind of selling. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. You know what? I'm not a I'm not a fan of it's hand holding. I don't like hand holding. And guess what? Zelda game doesn't do any hand holding at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? Breath, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't sure where you were going there. Well, before we get there. We've got a couple of other games. Uh, oh, I thought that was the next one. No, no. Oh, nice no. segue, nope. Joe, but thwarted. I'm excited to hear Hold y'all on. talk about that, having I'll been probably the only person in this group who has never played it. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. right. oh I'll just yeah. be a passive like listener. Stay tuned. I, and enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, we got another 3DS game, Joe, to talk about. Uh, the sequel to your favorite Legend of Zelda game, A Link Between Worlds, for the 3DS, came out in 2013. Oh, oh, Link Between Worlds forgot all about oh, it. Yeah. That's how great I think that game is. God. <laughs> it was, no, it was fine. It was good. It was um it was definitely building off the lore that they built up in Link to the Past. Yeah. But it it, it was fun, but it felt like empty calories by the end of it. I was just kind of uh, like, all right, you know, it was cute. It was a cool mechanic. But it wasn't half as engaging, I thought, as Link to the Past. And was. the mechanic yeah. you're talking about is what the 2D, where you can kind of go through, yeah, where you can go into the paintings, yeah. like yeah. become like a mosaic or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I think it should be called Legend of Zelda. Remember, you remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. It was like you remember a Link to the Past. This is this is close yeah. enough. It's like if Casey Kasem was counting down the top ten features of Zelda. And they made a game out of it. Like that's <laughs> that's what this game felt like. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Now I would I would legitimately love like a remake of Link to the Past, though, using that oh, yeah. engine just to, sure. to get that visual style. Because I mean yeah. that I mean it's it's the same map, you know, they they rebuilt everything already. So let's it have was, the game. Come on. It was fun. It was fun going back to that world. I will say that. It was it was really fun going back to that world. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was, it's the fastest Zelda game I think I've ever played through. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, for wow. sure. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think a lot of it comes from, one, you can do or not do the dungeons in any order that you want to do them in. Because you can just go and get all the items that you, you buy need. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot and, about and basically, that. Yeah. yeah. And you can basically do kind of like what you can do in Breath of the Wild. You can... Once you have enough money to buy all the items, you could go to the end 
the so last dungeon. Remember, remember how like a few weeks ago they released Mario Super Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Revenge as an add-on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What they should have done is exactly what you're saying, Jay. Yes. A graphical update to Link to the Past, past with this with as this like a tacked on thing at the end. That yeah. would be fucking brilliant. Yes, 100%. Nintendo, yeah. if you're listening, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fun game, but it's just, like you said, empty calories. It was a good soda pop or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I thought you guys would be more excited about that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that was at the top of my 3DS list uh, of games to play. Now I think it's it's just moved down a couple of notches. Thanks I to mean, you it's- guys. Yeah, it's still it, a good it's, game. Yeah, it's yeah, still a good game. When, when we're doing what we're doing right now, comparing all of them to each other, yeah. like yeah. it's it's not going to measure up to the best. Well, right. how does it compare right. then to The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes? Triforce Heroes. <laughs> In 2015 for the 3DS. Yeah, does anybody consider this a, a serious Zelda game? I'm surprised it's even it, on this list. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a serious Zelda game. It's It is a fun Zelda game, yeah. though. It's, and I, and it's I love Four Swords minus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do love how they they kind of play with just I don't know just having fun with the characters having fun with with uh, you know you get to dress up Link and do all these different things you get all the different outfits and stuff and they don't they definitely don't take it seriously hmm. it's not presented like a serious you yeah. know here's here's the next Legend of Zelda you know yeah yeah I would say it it's so much fun with a couple of friends um i don't like that they gave it that mmo feel or where you feel like you're playing a raid and you're trying to get the best loot at the end in order to craft the outfits and if you didn't get the loot you wanted you have to play it again because it's a rare drop and it's like yeah i didn't want that in my zelda games necessarily (laughs) yeah but it's fun and you guys will have a fun time throwing each other off the cliff and laughing and (laughs) i'll I'll be bombs, you be arrows, you be boomerang, and this we'll we'll see how this goes. So yeah. that part's fun. Uh, all right, uh, well, guys, we're coming here near towards the end. Uh, we've made it all the way through the Zelda games, uh, with the exception of one big one. But before we do that, we have some spinoff games to talk about. Uh, that's right. We're yeah. talking about the what about the Hyrule Warriors? Uh, oh, I guess Warriors. franchise love now. Yes. Right? Love, love it. Love it. Love. Yes. It's so fun. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. They are fun. Yeah. I, I hit a wall with it. What's the recent one that came out? Uh, the Age of Hyrule Calamity. Age of Calamity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Age, Age of Calamity. Hit a wall with that one. Uh, I Again, it's not what I play a Zelda game for um, yeah. as a button masher. Uh, but yeah. I it's do a appreciate take. It's the hack and slash. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, but exactly. I do like being in that world again. And if uh, we're not going to get Breath of the Wild 2 for another year, uh, maybe that'll, that'll satiate me. Like you're not really like into that game style. If you're not into that, the way those yeah. games work, yeah, you're gonna hit a wall. Yeah, you're, you'll eventually hit a wall. You'll just kind of run out of interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it in a lot of ways it reminds me of something kind of like a Diablo mm-hmm. style game yeah. where uh, it, it you it, you can pick up, you can play it. Uh, you you're not really devoting a ton of time into it, and you can put it down for months and come back to it. And just jump right back in where you were, and you're not like lost yeah. trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That that game appeals to me in the same way that like Kingdom Hearts appeals to me. Yeah, it's like you don't have to like be strategic or use a bunch of items. You can just hit the same button and just jump around and hit the same <laughs> yes. button, yes. Yes. and yeah. you're just destroying enemies. And it's fun, and it's a little bit brainless, but that's kind of what's fun. You don't yeah. always have yeah. to think super hard about games. Yeah. You know, true. There's yeah. a little bit of that synthetic difficulty where like you know you're controlling a couple people on the battlefield, and if they start to like, you have to switch over to yeah. them and make sure they don't die but like other
other than that, yeah, you're right. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought. Like it's it's a cool, like just chill kind of game. Yeah. 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 And I do Oh, go ahead. Uh oh, I was just gonna say I do love the way that they took the lore uh in the in the first Hyrule Warriors game and they kind of built their game around it where you actually go into the three different timelines and bring everything back together at the end and, and kind of meld the timelines yeah. all together. Yeah. I, I like that to too. That. Me too. Yeah. I like that. It's not Canon. So mm-hmm. you can have fun with it. Kind of. It's almost like a, a Lego star Wars version yes. of the story. And it's like, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's fun how we're pulling from everything. Yeah. But again, as somebody who loves this historia book, I'm like, but this isn't Canon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Another game also not canon is uh, Canes of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, uh, featuring Legend of Zelda, which is kind of a Zelda game. It's got the music, it's got the characters, why not? Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the infamous uh, CDI. Uh, Earlier we mentioned that console, uh, those animated Legend of Zelda games, uh, which were... (laughs) uh, Animated is being being very nice. You're being Uh very kind. If you want a good animated Zelda, mm-hmm. go watch the Zelda cartoon from the. From no, the 80s. maybe maybe don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't react to that one. I don't think. But... No, we haven't. We haven't watched that one yet. That's yeah. so. Back when I was a kid, there was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh yeah. Uh, and like it was it was a daily thing, but then every Friday they would kind of change things up on you, and instead of watching an animated Mario adventure. It was an episode of Legend of Zelda. Now, the first time I saw this, it blew my effing mind. Yeah, me too. I'm just sitting there watching the show, just waiting for the next Mario cartoon. And suddenly, like, there's this intro with, like, Link on a horse and, like, the Triforce. And I was like, it's one of those things that while you're watching it, you thought, like, the world made a mistake. Like, (laughs) this can't be right. This Is this a joke? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And so, as a kid, like, totally digging on it. And even... Even within the like the months that would follow, my patience for that show wore very thin. Uh, just because like the way they portray Link is so unlikable, and like it's not how you imagine him. And it's so funny because, yeah. like we mentioned earlier, Link benefits from having really kind of no personality for most of the games. It's what we bring to it. But like when you meet who Link is in this cartoon, you're like. This dude's an asshole. He's a fucking little punk, is, man. Is that yeah. is that what they think I am? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but yeah, like it was it's such a rough cartoon. I think you even get a little bit of it from the intro, Joel, if you want to play it. Sure. Here we uh, go. Specifically the last line. This is the Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. You must help me, Link. Hey, for you, Zelda, anything. I just realized they they didn't do even the Triforce of Courage. But the Triforce of Courage wasn't introduced until the SNES version. Yeah. And this this came out before. Oh, oh god that line yeah excuse me excuse that was his that was his did i do yep. that like that, that was <laughs> yeah I, I have to say it was that someone... and always trying to get a kiss 
<laughs> yeah. As someone Dude, who watched yeah. this after after never seeing, like, I don't have the context that Joe has for the show as being a kid, but as as someone who works in the in the dubbing space, I was both impressed mm-hmm. and also like. <laughs> kind of like they're like after he says anyway or something and i don't know if it's just the way they transitioned it but then there's just like a huge empty flap like right after like what, <laughs> what did he say after that um but i was also equally impressed with like just this actually looks really good no matter how corny it is yeah. like you can tell they did a good job mm-hmm. like yeah. lots of money went into this <laughs> get some heavy uh, ninja turtle vibes uh yes. not quite sure that uh him you know falling off the bridge and uh, using his master sword to shoot water and which then saved like uh, I don't think the physics work out on that. I don't remember being able to do that in the game, but uh it looks great in animation. I think I was always kind of filling in the blanks there cuz mm. I for some reason thought he was shooting the the water to kill any zoras that happened to be in the water. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You're, you're reaching. Because well, <laughs> well him just shooting yeah. the water for no reason made no sense. It was but... so that the, the splash would come up and uh, break their fall. That's for, what it looked the, like to me. That, if anything, you're, in, uh... you're displacing the water so they have less to. That's hit. why I said the <laughs> physics don't work out. Yeah. There's also those squids in earlier games that are so annoying because until you have like a weapon that can kill them, yes. you're just at their mercy they because shooting they're you. in the water shooting you. And you're like, I just have to run around you. <laughs> this, <Yes>. this sucks. <laughs> so that was, um, we, we had a, a Zelda cartoon. Yeah. We had the Nintendo cereal. Oh, yes. Uh, which yeah. was had two sides. It was almost like a package of nerds, the candy nerds, where you had two sides. You had the Super Mario side, and then you had the Legend of Zelda side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so cool there was side. that. You you had the um, – and this wasn't just specific to Zelda. There was a Super Mario Brothers board game. There was a Zelda board game that they I had released. That. Like they were marketing and, and licensing the hell out of this stuff. Uh, so as protective as they are of the IP in most cases – there was a there was a dark time for the rebellion there back in like eighty seven to eighty eight where they were just slapping its name on everything. They're like, what can we yeah. put Zelda on? It's, it's a good the... thing they never did a live action movie. Oh wait, <laughs> thank you. Yes, of Mario at least. <laughs> just gonna say it's about the time we got that film. And uh, yeah, I, I would argue that the Tom Cruise movie Legend is as close to a Zelda movie that yes. you're ever gonna get. Yeah, if you've never seen, seen it, check it out. Check it out. Oh, I one hundred percent agree with you on that too. Wasn't there a? They did like a, an April Fool's joke where it was a, a fake trailer to a Zelda movie. It and was kind of cool. Pretty good. Yeah, it was um, uh, IGN, I think. Yeah. It was IGN, yeah. It was, it was either so, them yeah. or, or Mega64, one of those two. But yeah, they, they did like an April 1st or April Fool's uh, joke. But yeah, oh my God, it did. The only thing that I hated about it, though, was that they leaned into using the same costume that Link wears in Ocarina of Time. So you had like the dude in the bright green outfit with yeah. the yeah. bright white tights. It's like, Kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe go with a little bit less <laughs> less garish colors. Yeah, I do yeah. like the behind the scenes information that I think it was either Amazon or Netflix was like working with Nintendo yes. to do a new live action series, and then some intern screwed it up, and Nintendo ran as fast as they could in the other direction. Yeah, they leaked yeah. the story, and uh, Nintendo just yeah. was like, "Well, fuck it, yeah, we're just taking our yeah, we're, our we're master sword and, and going home." Yeah. Yeah. There Don't we go. call us. There are some pretty decent, like fan uh, m- videos and things, little short m- short films and things like that that are out on YouTube that that you can find yeah. for both Zelda and Metroid, uh, both of those games. 
do you think spawned a ton of uh, fan love content? Do you think we'll see a uh, Zelda series and or movie someday? I, I it depends know. on how the Mario movie does. It does, does yeah, it? It really yeah. depends. I would I would like to see it done, and I and I think that there is enough lore that they can pull from mm-hmm. without actually having to go in and say, okay, we're going to do you know Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, of Time. The movie. yeah the movie right. it's yeah, going to yeah. need to fall in it's going to need to be canon somehow though or else people are going to riot oh of course yeah and i think it's going to have it? to be handled by people who are as passionate about legend of zelda as yeah. like the people in this room right now you know yeah. there's so much scrutiny like today in this day and age of social media that you can't like release something like half-hearted yeah. Yeah. without just the internet completely destroying what you're trying to put out there and if they don't like have the right people working on it then yeah it's gonna show pop quiz yeah who's your dream director for a legend of zelda movie peter jackson Ooh. yeah yeah wow. okay that would be cool there you that go would be, that would be great <laughs> that's the answer be great Wow. I want whoever directed those commercials to direct the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want all of you to, to co-direct <laughs> this series. <laughs> all right. Well, we're all out of Zelda games. This was our Legend of Zelda episode. We're- no, just kidding. Of course, of course, we have to wrap this up uh, by addressing the elephant in the room, the Octo Rock in the room, uh, which is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, released for uh, Nintendo Switch and uh, Wii U simultaneously on uh, in uh, 2017. Uh, and is the most recent, at least until next year, uh, mainline Legend of Zelda game. Uh, and I know a lot of our favorite on this panel, correct? Yeah, I, will, I love this game. Yeah, I will come right out and say that this one has come the closest of any other game in the series to dethroning A Link to the Past as yeah. my favorite game. Oh, oh yes. really? Yeah. It's yeah. it's firmly in number two, but it was so close to hitting. I agree. To, it's right to, behind uh, Ocarina of Time for me, but sunk hundreds of hours into this game mm-hmm. there's oh, yeah. so, continue to sell me on it please. there's so <laughs> much to discover in this game there's so many things hidden there's so many nice easter eggs for fans of the series yes. stuff that i'm sure i didn't even get because of games i didn't play yet but like just the references to other games that i did play like and, and kind of like to speak to what mark is talking about like building the lore building the world building on things and making it richer making the world live and breathe a little bit and just like it's so wild to go from like the opening of the game where you think like where you are on the plateau. Oh, this must be where I'm playing. This is man, this is going to be a tough game. And then like leaving the plateau and the world just growing like a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what? The first time that you come across one of the legendary beasts like roaming in the distance yeah. and it cuts to that cinematic and you're like, what oh, the holy fuck? Crap. Like. It's it's one of those those rare times I play a game and I feel like I'm suddenly stumbling across something that's bigger than me. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, I don't know if I'm equipped emotionally to, to handle <laughs> what's about to happen here. Uh, and, like, to take some of the best features of not just Zelda games, but any game. Like, I'm a huge fan of Shadow of the Colossus. And so taking some of those elements and using those to, like, get up into the legendary beasts and take them down and, Mm -hmm. like, take out the bosses, fighting all the different types of Ganons to get those beasts. And you don't have to. If you don't Mm -hmm. want to, you don't have to use them. But it's going to make the end of the game a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bro, amazing. An amazing game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for my money, uh, this is the most fun Zelda game to play. And, and that's why I've uh, sunk hundreds of hours into it. That's why a lot of people consider it to be 
the best Legend of Zelda game. It's just fun to play, and a lot of other games miss that. And I'm not just talking about Zelda games, but gaming in general. Uh, you know, we, we lose sight of what a, a AAA title is and should be. You know, we, we talk about, yeah. you know, graphics and, and uh, you know, ray tracing, you know, um, oh, yeah. and, and cut scenes. But, like, this game is just fun to pick up and be in that world and run around and explore and fight. The, and it's, it's a perfect balance of RPG and action. Uh, yeah. This is to, to me is like the ultimate realization of what a Legend of Zelda game kind of should be. And I will say, yeah. it took me a while to get into it. And a lot of people say that, Paul. I will warn you that that uh, yeah. you you might like uh, f- you know for as much praise as it gets, it probably took me a good six to eight hours before I was I felt comfortable with it and before it's I overwhelming. kind of realized it for what it is. Because and Joe will say yeah. this: it is not a, a traditional Zelda game. It doesn't feel right. like Zelda. Initially, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go in like. thinking you know Zelda, like <laughs> I did not expect this. I, I've played so many Zeldas, I love Zelda, and then I died at my first fight. Yes, oh no, and yeah. I was like, Oh, oh. Yeah. but but it's by design, yes. Oh, cool, it is so cool. And what I love is that, yeah, like you said, Joe, where you're on this plateau and you're like, Wow, this is so cool, I can't wait to explore this. And then he's like, Oh, this is just the starter area, <laughs> it's just a tutorial. Here's the, tutorial the rest ground. of the map. And yeah. you can literally go anywhere. Yeah. You see that mountain? You can climb it if you really want to. Yeah. And that was amazing to me. And, you, you know, I went from getting my butt kicked to fighting the hardest monsters and getting combos. And people to this day are still playing and they're pros. You see what they're doing and you're like, yeah, it's insane. It's like oh an athlete God. versus a normal person yes. like me. Yep. It's like, yes. wow. You take down your first Lionel. And like oh, these are yes. enemies that just like they were kind of nobody enemies in, in Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and two like hits. To, to face them in this game, it's like it's an endurance. To it's this. a mini boss. It took me. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because they don't even have like the life bar. Like they're not they're not considered an actual boss. Yeah. But what? holy shit, they're probably the hardest ones. It took me oh, yeah. thirty minutes to beat my first one. I distinctly Whoa. remember looking at the yeah. clock and just replaying yeah. it, and replaying it dozens of times. But it's so rewarding when you finally get yes. it down. And then from that point on, you'll never. Well. They're still difficult, uh, and you find oh, some yeah. variations on them. But uh, but when you get yeah. the pattern down, you just feel like a badass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You learn and you grow. And I remember when I was first playing, and I you meet a Lionel. It kind of sets it up as a moment. You know, you're yep. like, here's a Lionel. This is intense, and you get your butt handed to you. And oh, from then gosh. on, fear in my heart every time I saw one. Like, every oh, time. Where? How can I just hide? Or, or how, what's my stealth route just in this? Keep a, a wide berth. <laughs> yes. But then they see you, and you're like, "Crap!" And you're yeah. done oh, for. No. And, that music oh, changes. I remember I was I was in in uh, in the in the jungle, um, and there was a Lionel up on top of one of the plateaus, and I saw him. His back was to me. It's like, oh shit! So I I turned around to to start sneaking backwards, and he turns around does his little bunny hop and flips to look back at me. And he gets a little question mark thing up oh, over his no. head. And I was like, oh, shit. And it goes up here and it starts to fill up like he's about to attack. Yep. So I jumped down the, the side and literally fell all the way down this cliff. I don't know how far down the cliff it was. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm good. I'm safe. Next thing I know, I get fucking rained on by oh, lightning no. arrows. Oh, no. And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? He's... <laughs> Yeah. firing them up in the air and shoot them down the me. ai in this game is incredible uh some of the yes. most fun i've had is just like watching moblins 
um, mm-hmm. just kind of go by oh. their daily lives and some of the things <laughs> they do. Just that little attention to detail that Nintendo is notorious for is such on display. And in this game, there's something to do around every corner. You'll get sucked into these side quests, yeah. uh, and it's it's just it's just joy. And, like, they love... dr- and they dress Link up in a sexy dance. Yeah. <laughs> Joe hasn't mentioned the, the that side yet. quest thing piques my interest because it sounds like Skyrim style, you know, oh, like a Legend it's of Zelda no, game yes. where you actually have time to waste instead of yes. like just finding the next thing to do. Yeah, uh, so that yeah. intrigues me. Yeah, that's a great way to put that. it, though. I think yeah. it is very much. And, so. and like if, you, if you do get it, definitely get the DLC. Um, yeah. Yes, because <laughs> it, it it is worth. It is worth getting that that additional mm-hmm. content that they added to it. It really should sure. have been included in the original game, I think. Yeah, it should have. Sword, that it that should Joel, have. Joel will not do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, not that one, but the other one. What's the, what's the good yeah. one called, Jake? The motorcycle one. Yeah, yeah. Where you get yeah. the motorcycle at the, the end. The, yeah. What is that called? Because you get you get well, you get twelve more. I think twelve more shrines. Yeah. And then yeah. you get another divine beast to do at the end. Yeah. And then you get rewarded with the with the master cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And that big final so boss great. fight, which is like one of my favorite like it's better it's, than the, the last game fight. It is, yeah. It's the best it's the best boss battle in yes. a Zelda game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get the DLC. All right. Uh well, Paul, look forward to having you back on when yeah. you have played this game. Uh yeah, so we can talk more about it. Yeah. But uh before we wrap it up, uh of course we just got the news, new trailer for a Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, Joe and Jay and I talked about it last week, but uh, Paul and Mark, uh, any thoughts and opinions on that new trailer? I will leave that to leave Sword. that to Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Play Skyward Sword, because Sword. I feel like they're connected or something. Yeah. That's what yeah. I said, Mark. That's what I said last week. I was like, <laughs> I think they're bringing the, the chronology full circle. Like yeah. It's the end, but it's also the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, and somebody, somebody online I saw, they, they're speculating on what the name might be, because you know they said that they're not going to say what the name is, because it's going to give away a big, yeah. a big secret. I heard that. And somebody said, what if the name is something like Link from the Past? Ooh. And so I was like, oh, yeah. They just I'm love to recycle those titles. Yeah. Play on words, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I love that. So I'm just going to put this out there because I had this crazy theory, and I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's a mural in Breath of the Wild where mm-hmm. they show you Zelda and your hero. Right. And mm-hmm. your hero has long red, red hair. hair. Yep. Yeah. Something's up. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, Link, for a long that's not time, Link. <laughs> yep, for a long time, it's been speculated that that's actually Ganondorf. Yeah, so something. Maybe up. we get to play as uh, Ganon in the next game. Mm-hmm. Still no Zelda though. Know. That'd be a real slap in the face for uh, her if we're fucking playing every other character except for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that that was my biggest disappointment because I've been on yeah. here before and I mentioned, oh, I it. At the first trailer, it seemed like, oh, they're going to be co-adventurers. But yeah. in the beginning of this new trailer, she's literally, whoop, throw her in a hole. <laughs> you know, there is, there is speculation online still that that it could be because you've got, you've got sky, you've got land now. Yeah. And that maybe there's underground. And mm. maybe Zelda is who you play in the underground. You play as Breath of the Wild Link in the on the land. And then whoever this other one that we've never seen the face yet in the sky Mm. bring it on the triforce let's do it (laughs) i mean i'll just be happy to be in that world again and with those play mechanics and uh Mm -hmm. doing new things i don't care what they do i don't care if we have new shrines or or what but uh i I can't wait to be back in that world yeah Uh, and and it does it looks like there are um like legitimate dungeons again yeah like Mm -hmm. they're bringing those back Mm -hmm. uh boss fights like 
at the end of dungeons that you would go to. Yeah, more traditional so, type bosses. And, yeah. And I think you put a great Joel that I can't wait to go back to that world because when you're playing, you literally feel like, oh, you know, I'm from over here and I'm going to go travel across the, the state to over there. And yeah, it yeah. feels like a level, living, breathing world. And yes, this, since this is a direct sequel, it's grown a little bit since you left. Mm, yeah. So it's like your favorite vacation spot and what's new here. It's, yeah. I'm excited yeah. about floating that islands. So That's what's yeah. new. Yeah. You know, third dimension yes. to explore. All right. We'll tune in in 2022 when we finally have Legend of Zelda, blah, 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 whatever it's called. We won't know yet, <laughs> but then you'll know. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be as glorious as we all hope it'll be. Uh, because Zelda games do not disappoint. This episode has told us one thing. All are great. No, that's not true. Apparently, uh, a couple have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few have. Probably. But most of them, they've got a good batting yes. average. Over yeah, 50%. Exactly. It's two out of yeah, or whatever is <laughs> And it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, even the worst one is still that's like true. enjoyable. It's like pizza. Yeah. It's still, yeah, it's still <laughs> got something redeemable about it that's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I think Twilight Princess, as much grief as I give it, and it gives me, it's still a fantastic, fantastic game. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you, listener, uh, have learned a little well, something. Zelda 2 can suck my except dick. Except for right. Zelda 2. Exactly. Uh, nobody should play that again, but uh, maybe some of these other games do deserve uh, a second look. So, listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, sound off on our Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators. Tell us what your favorite Zelda games are uh, and what you're looking forward to about Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, you can do that also on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at 16-Bit Gladiators. And, of course, you can find all that and more on 16BitGladiators.com. Uh, Somebody's going to be like, they didn't talk about Mario Kart. The link is Mario Kart. <laughs> well, actually, funny you should say that, Joe, because uh, that may be the, the topic of discussion on next week's episode, uh, where our topic is going to be racing games. That's right. Oh, games uh, where you get behind the wheel of uh, a vehicle. Uh, and race at high speeds. There have been many of them uh, throughout video gaming history. We're going to talk about uh, some of uh, the more notable ones next week on our little podcast. Uh, so tune in next week for 16 Big Gladiators, where we're going to be talking about racing games. Cool. All right, yeah, for now. Fun. Wow, we did it, guys. We went through yeah, uh, we 35 years of Zelda, uh, and I couldn't have done it without you. Guys, uh, Paul, thanks again for joining us. Of course. Thank you. Great Thank insights. Thank you. Uh, pleasure, pleasure meeting you, Mark, and uh, Joe J and Joel. Like, yeah. Pleasure talking to you all as always. I love talking about games yeah. with people and this has been really fun and we yeah, love hearing you great to have you man great to have you mark thanks again for being on and uh bringing your your hyrule historia uh book so we can uh <laughs> keep us on track absolutely yeah i love talking zelda anytime Any, you it, were so right about spirit tracks yes <laughs> validation <laughs> thank <Finally>. you <laughs> and uh joe once again thanks for joining us thank you jay pleasure as always always enjoy it you know one last thing uh, anybody have any plugs before we wrap up uh, the, uh, the, the, no, the, nobody. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I did a couple of episodes of the geek Roundtable podcast. Um, we talked about, I think the latest episode, we talked about Batman. Ooh. Um, before that, the month before that, we talked about our favorite aliens and you got to hear me cry talking about ET and the relationship I had between <laughs> ET and my mother. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, and recorded some, uh, some new episodes that should be coming out within the next couple of months where we talked about, uh, Ahsoka Tano and, Ooh. and Grogu from the yeah. Mandalorian. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. Next time I promise to be more active on social media. So I have a plug to make. <laughs> okay. That's Until fine. then. Makes my job easy. I don't have to link to anything. Mark, what about you? Mr. Mark Zamora on Twitter. All right. Jake. Nothing new to plug. Um, you know, I, I, I had started the, uh, the whole 
35th anniversary Zelda uh, Twitch streaming thing, right. and that that kind of fell through, and <laughs> I have yet to pick it back up and continue on it. So well, maybe when we get our copies of Skyward Sword, yes. We can, uh... Do a little virtual sword fighting. <laughs> that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Check us out on OnlyFans when we do our virtual sword fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks again for listening. We will see you next week on another episode of the 16 Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. Well, well, excuse me, you, princess. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.